0: And welcome to a special episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. We just had a, a giveaway, and we had our winner, who is uh, at Gelf Wings or G Elf Wings. I'm not sure. Is Gelf? Is that Terry? You would know. Is that a sex thing? Is a is a Gelf a sex thing? Uh, it I believe sounds it's like a like, sex I, thing. I, I, be, I believe it sounds like a gnome elf sex thing.
1: I I I, I think for. I think your word you're looking for is gilf
0: no, Dan. I believe that's the word you're looking for. I am not looking for
2: guilt. <laughs> Look, I'll try anything <laughs> twice. <laughs> All right. So anyway, this may just be a two-way conversation. Anyway, one person may not be coming through here. Probably me.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, it's at Gelf Wings. Congratulations. We've got the mimic in the mail, uh, heading off to you right now. Uh, actually, you may even have it as we speak. The the mimic minis, um. But uh, you. Have a very special episode, which is dedicated to you. And you asked us to cover the new Unearthed Arcana um, magic tattoos. There was an Unearthed Arcana release uh, just like a couple of weeks ago now, which was... um, Uh, All about some new spells and some new magic tattoos. You specifically wanted us to talk about the tattoos. We have never... I don't think we've ever covered anything Unearthed Arcana on this podcast before. Except for um, the revised ranger in the first rangers episode. Right,
1: that's right, yeah. We've mentioned our intention to get into these things in, in several episodes, but i don't know man like this this is this is a mountain too high in my opinion there's just so much of these unearthed arcana's out there and by the time that you touch them
0: they're going to be included in another book or forgotten about all com- altogether, right so you know that's right
2: we spent we spent our first year going through all of the core stuff which we haven't even finished in its entirety yet before we get to the add-on stuff so you know it's it's just going to keep growing so it's hard to get to it all
0: exactly well, and that that's a great opportunity for people who win these contests. We're going to do a bunch of them, and this will always be a component of them. We're going to include them as part of the mailbag series because it's user questions, right, or listener questions. So, um, so this is a great opportunity for us to dig into some UA stuff. But before we do anything else, guys, you want to you want to roll the music? Like like right now? For fuck's sakes! Because I'm not in the room, <laughs> you think you can get away with shit, Dan? I can't. I don't know. I think I'm getting away with quite a lot. All right. So this is a uh, a bit of a unique scenario here where the three of us are all calling in. So bear with us if there's any sort of uh, audio qualities. We're, we're trying this out for the first time. Uh, I promise the content will be the same level of gutter garbage that we usually do. <laughs> However, there from the two of
1: the three of us from dan
0: and terry <laughs> but the uh, the quality we're, we're doing our best guys bear with us we're trying to figure it out so um anyway let's talk about magic tattoos let's do um it. we've spoken we've spoken briefly about the idea of magic tattoos a couple of times in the past one of them was on our second barbarians episode um but how do you guys feel about the idea of Magic Tattoos in the first place? Before we get into the nitty-gritty and the mechanics, how do you guys feel about just the existence of Magic Tattoos? Do you like them?
2: Um, I, are, are we rolling or are we just, uh, we just diving in? I don't mind either way. Let's roll. Let, let's roll. Let's roll. Honestly, right. policy. I botched.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I got a natural toy. Twi- Actually, no, nah. I didn't. I got a 19. I got though. a 10. Like, I, got a I got a 10 19. in
0: reality, Dungeon Master. I, I, got a, I got a 5. So, all right, Dan... Uh, I, I I love magic tattoos. I've
1: uh I've always loved using them as kind of like a, a spell per day use item. Like uh, I I have had many different iterations of magic tattoos in all of my games all the way through, uh, from our current campaign to like one of the first campaigns I ever ran. I love tattoos. I've got a few myself. Uh, so I'm I'm on board with them, man. I love them.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I I love the idea because I think it enhances uh, culture and brings uh, the, the races and, and 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 the different cultures in D and D to life much more as well. Just like we see in the real world when you think of like Samoan tattoos, Hawaiian Maori, like whatever it may be, like sailor Jerry pirate tattoos, you know, or, or white girls that take tattoos from other people's cultures. It's all you know. It's going to bring this uh, this <laughs> this game to life so much more, and uh, and to have them as kind of as magic items with their own special rules, I think is just going to allow us to explore. The the game so much more i don't you know we'll get to maybe downsides but you know it's right off the bat i don't really see too many
0: yeah i really like them for things like um it's a racial or a class thing right like for goliaths yes barbarians yes you can honestly give it to anybody you can have a a gnome wizard with a bunch of rad tattoos as well like i i don't care it makes it a little bit harder when you get into things with feathers and scales um, I would say that yep. you've got to deal with like dyes as opposed to tattoos for right. Kenku and Erycocras, but right. I mean, or, but
1: or you're talking more like designs on bills or um, stuff like that, yeah. right? Like there, there's there's you got to do weird options, yeah. branding yeah, or something, which
0: is which is fine. I mean, I I don't mind that at all. Um, I think it adds a cool dynamic to make your personal character more unique, as long as it still looks like a tattoo right and so um well, i'm
1: i'm also on board with them like uh and and it does mention here in the ua body modifications as just a general rule so not necessarily just tattoos but also like um subdermal stuff or uh, scarification or like birthmarks uh certain patterns like cosmetic uh changes that characters could go through all of this stuff can be applied in the same thing and i i think they as long as it makes sense for your character go nuts like i don't understand why a you know incredibly bookish or 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 what or something along those lines like wizard would have some tattoos but you know a I don't know, a half elf bard swearing that this says live, laugh, love in Elven, even though they might not speak it. I don't know. Like, these are things that I love.
2: A dream catcher.
0: Yeah, right. I like the idea of a dream catcher on a Kalistar, so it actually catches dreams. See, ah, uh, see,
2: but it, it's, we are right about them, because it sparks creativity, though, right? It's like we can go in so many different yeah. avenues with this now.
0: Yeah, I want, Terry, do you want to weigh in on this? Dan totally jumped the gun. We were going to get into the variant a little bit later, but um, we might as well jump on it now. Um, The one thing that it says in it is that, you know, we're going to talk about tattoo needles a bit, but if you've got a brand, uh, you can use a branding iron or... Um, if there's a like scarification knife, then you would use that in place of the needle, right? There is a, a magic component to it as well. But Terry, do you have any ideas or any thoughts about it being something beyond a tattoo? Yeah, I kind of like the idea of
2: uh, I like the idea of body modification with with brands, brands especially because I mean uh, I used to watch the the Spartacus series where you know where all of the slaves are, are branded or have some sort of mark to them, and uh, and we kind of played it in the game that you ran there, Adam, where you had the the half Fork slaves all had some sort of brand or mark as well and and i like the idea because we can make it so much deeper especially with like religious connotations or whatever where there's there's such a wide range of pantheon like in the dnd universe so i think um it it, it opens things up more than it closes it down so when we're talking especially birthmarks you know omens you know everyone's seen that you know like the idea of damien and stuff with
0: the Mm -hmm. birthmark that we can go so deep down into that now um well they have they have the magical dragon marks in eberron which are essentially tattoo like birthmarks that you get that give you magical powers
2: exactly yeah exactly it's and and yeah i love it i don't see how there's a downside to it i think we can just get very creative with it and it can uh yes i do like it yes (laughs)
0: You, you know, you've given me an idea as well with this as I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm thinking about the branding, and you brought up the, the um, half-orc slaves. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking about in the drow who are inherently magical in and of themselves, and they're slavers. And, of course, the mind flayers are as well putting brands on their slaves to keep them nearby certain items or they they can't cause violence without getting psychic damage or something yeah
1: i mean the amount of times i've seen in a campaign like uh actual manacles that have uh arcane runes around them that are supposed to be the thing that you break to set the captives free, how much harder would it be if those manacles are actually tattooed onto their wrists? Yes, uh, and 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 now you have this mag- purely magical barrier to get through. The barbarian can't just hit it with an axe and make it go away.
2: Yeah, I, I I love it. There's so much, so many directions we can go to. And I think, and this might sound like a silly example, but I think of like things like brands and like those half orc slaves in in Adam's game, where it's like they all had this kind common thing that they were attached to. But the way like arcane energy in the world sort of works, indeed is it kind of it can latch on to those things so i think of things like like you know like matilda where she goes through so much stress it unlocks something else like it unlocks her like abilities what you can have that with a group that shares a common thing you know maybe it might unlock some sort of sorcery or something people that are attached to this brand or this mark because it goes with this particular stress or this Mm -hmm. particular whatever they're experiencing
1: i'm i'm fairly passionate about having tattoos in the games um And one of the things I I am always very uh, attentive to is our real world cultural, uh, uh, like how our real world cultures um, approach tattoos very differently. Mm -hmm. Like a tattoo to a Russian uh, is vastly different than a tattoo to a Japanese person. Which is vastly different to a Samoan, which is vastly different to a Valley Girl in Southern California. Right, exactly. It's even, it's even
0: the... beyond that, right? Because it's it's class based even when it comes to uh, to like North America. There's the upper yep. class frowns upon them, the lower class where it uses them as a as a badge of honor almost, yep. right? And the middle class, it yep. gets gets tramp stamps and thinks they're they're fun. So, well, you
1: look. You look at. You look at Russian, um, some Latin American cultures, some uh, Japanese, like the Yakuza level gang tattoos, and they all mean something, like almost a roadmap of what this person's willing to do for their organization or what they have right. done. Um, prison tattoos, that kind of stuff, as well, comes into this. Where, like, you see a guy walking down the street who's got a teardrop tattoo. That means something a whole lot different in, um, you know. Mm-hmm. In, in north america than it does anywhere else in the world yeah so like you kind of have to look um at our real world examples of tattoos which it's incredibly varied all throughout the cultures and apply that to your D D games in some way shape or form like i see um i, I like to kind of draw cultural analogs in 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 the races in D, D, uh, at least loose ones so like i view goliaths is very samoan in their origins because they're all about the tattoos and these tribal tattoos that move them th- uh, that that uh, really show their status show um, their their pride their connection to their tribe all these things and, and I like I, I love doing stuff like that I also love if I have a player who has been tattooed in the past or, or sorry been in prison for some reason or other get tattooed um, by that prison either from an inmate or by the um, warden and, and the the system themselves. Yeah. Like, there's so many different things you could do with uh, what about, I love what it. What
2: about this also allows you to get creative in that... Uh, imagine using it as, like, a language. Imagine the tattoos being, like, Thieves' Cant. So who understands the meaning, oh, yeah. right? Who understands the meaning behind these tattoos compared to who does... Like, my old character uh, Titus, the noble, you know, he's going to have no idea. What the tattoos, prison tattoos, on a person's body do, as opposed to my other character Solomon, who is definitely going to understand that. Just using my own sort of character as an example there. Um, it, I think it all puts, all now, way...
0: you, now you've inspired me for for Thieves' Camp to be like, there. You're covered in bits and pieces of tattoos, and as you put your hands together, like your fingers are covered in tattoos. When you put them together in different formations, they'll actually create shapes and symbols, right? Or you know, you cross your arms. And, uh, and it creates, instead of each arm having like a half moon, it mm-hmm. creates the one full moon. Exactly. Right? Or, like
2: that's... or being able to know that you can automatically or most likely be able to trust somebody just from a perception check, right? If you have that knowledge, um, maybe a history check or whatever, um, or knowing that somebody is going to be a threat. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's just a whole new line of communication as well.
0: Yeah, like when you see that teardrop tattoo, you, you have to walk up to them and ask why they're sad. Right, exactly. That's what it means, right? It's <laughs> the mistake is, is that, that I would means? make, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 get into the... Do you guys have any final thoughts before we get into the nitty gritty?
2: No, yep. let's do it.
0: All right, so in the UA, I'm going to read most of this um, verbatim just so that I'm very clear about it because um, it's a brand new mechanic. The idea here is that you are blending magic and artistry with ink and needles. Um, The magical tattoos imbue their bearers with wondrous effects and abilities. They're initially bound to magic needles, which transfer their magic to a creature. And you'll see repeatedly over and over again with this that when you use the tattoo, uh, or when you use the needle, it becomes ink itself. And, uh and imprints upon your body it's not like there's ink within the needle it's almost like it's a like a sewing needle i would assume right because right. there's no ink component not really um right. the designs of magic tattoos vary greatly in appearance depending on who created it but they share general characteristics that hint at the effect of the tattoo so i mean if you got a tattoo of a tiger it, it doesn't like it's gonna summon a rakshasa or a tiger. It's not going to summon a Kenku, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's going to be somehow linked. Um, But once inscribed on a creature's skin, damage or injury does not impair the tattoo's function, even if the tattoo is defaced. So I guess you're imbuing yourself with this, and the tattoo, uh, it acts as what? A a magical component, essentially? Or, Or just an indicator of the fact that you... You have this magic imprinted upon your physical being.
2: Yeah, it's more like a receipt than anything else.
0: <laughs> um, I'm just that's not gonna see all tattoos from now on. I'm just gonna see them as, as signatures. <laughs> like this artist was here.
2: Signature would have been a better Yeah, artist signature <laughs> would have been better than receipt. <laughs> we'll cut that. So um, <laughs> There's too many times on this podcast so, where I've heard myself say weeks later, we'll cut that that's
0: gone (laughs) um the rarer a magic tattoo is the more space it occupies on a on a creature's skin all right so now we're getting into the nitty-gritty of it the magic tattoo coverage table offers guidelines for how large a given tattoo is so there are the five different kinds they've really turned these into magic items yes for all intents and purposes they're magic items you have common, uncommon, rare, very rare, and legendary. A common tattoo is up to six inches. Interestingly, it doesn't say six inches square. So I'm like, is it is it a line? Is that? I guess hmm. six inches in one dimension. Yeah. Minimum.
1: Well, it says it says area. So I mean, I would assume six so. In, I would assume it's squared, right? Like six inches squared, because that's that's yeah. I think
2: it. And again, it's, yeah, it's, it's not specific enough. I imagine it means what Adam said, six inches in one dimension, you know, like a diameter of six inches.
0: Yeah. The only reason I'd say it's not, it's not six inches squares because that's essentially two inches by three inches. That's pretty freaking small. Yeah. And when you look at the rest of them, they're all pretty big.
1: Well, the, 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 only reason why I would make an argument that that makes perfect sense to me is because you have so many, like I've got a tattoo that is about six inches worth of square. Um, or six inches worth of area on my arm of the base clef symbol that that makes perfect sense as a quick little like these common ones are almost one use only tattoos so they not you don't want them to take over a lot of space yeah that, temporary tattoos
0: th- that's the other thing that i would I would bring up as well is that I would add a certain amount of intricacy to it as well just covering your mm-hmm. arm with six inches of red doesn't really count right right so um anyways uncommon is half a limb or specifically the scalp they don't mention the scalp ever again but i mean fuck why not right why not i i like the idea of just getting a uh a, a face of a halfling tattooed on my face it's just slightly too small so your idea so you do know is that a
2: tattoo of another race or creature depending on the example over your own face like, like zombie boy
0: yeah, okay. maybe maybe somehow <laughs> so, uh, get, get the representation of a Kenku face <laughs> on mine.
1: <laughs> I I would like to point out and I'm not sure if either you are aware that this is a thing, but there are people who get like makeup permanently tattooed on.
2: No, I, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it.
1: And and uh for for me, I have been cursed with uh in- incredibly blonde eyebrows and my wife keeps on joking that she's going to take me to go get my eyebrows tattooed.
2: Well, you can on. just dye your eyebrows down. Like you can color them. You don't need to tattoo them on. Terry,
0: stop okay. it. Let him dye them on. Please, <laughs> so, give so, this to so, me.
1: So, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and, uh, and, and just put this out there. I don't want them. I'm perfectly content with my I'm face. Sorry, Dan. We're, we're, it's gonna, my we're wife, gonna
2: talk to your wife. Not. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're gonna talk to your wife.
0: You're gonna get outvoted.
2: Dan, you're, you're, you're happy to go on living your life. And how old are you now, Dan? 35? Thirty-five. 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 Yeah. Looking like you don't have eyebrows.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 happy. That's with fine, this. man. I
2: love you. I'm used I love to it as are. Point. That's okay, it's all right.
1: Even though I look surprised <laughs> all the time,
2: <laughs> no,
0: you look like you have no emotion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, the other three, I'm going to go through this quickly because we're sitting here talking about Dan's face, and nobody wants that. Um, Rare is uh, we'll cover one limb. I like that it says limb; it's not arm or leg. It because I mean, for an uh, Eric Cocker, it could be wing. Right. Right. Um, very rare is two limbs or the chest or upper back and legendary is two limbs and the torso. What, what, what I like about this, Adam, is it, it
2: kind of opens up another side to your perception checks now, right? If this becomes part of the game. So, okay, you roll perception. Yeah. You roll 18. Pretty good. You know, from a distance, you can see that this person is covered head to toe in tattoos. Is that now cause for alarm in the D and D universe? Cause that means they have a very rare or legendary tattoo, magical tattoo. Uh, you know, is is it going to start to change how we look at the way people are, like decorated, essentially within the game?
0: Yeah. The other thing too is how many uh class features say, well, if you study a person for one minute or one round or whatever it is, right? There's a lot of rogue stuff that that lets you do that. Right. Well, maybe then you see that peeking out from their sleeve is a small corner of a tattoo you don't know what it means but because you've studied them you now know they have the ability to do this and that gives you advantage on whatever the next thing is yeah, or however sure. that mechanic works so that can be a part of it as well so any any final thoughts on, uh, on that before we launch into the next most ridiculous thing
2: uh, no, I like it. What I would like to say is that I like the fact that the size of the tattoo matters. I know that sounds like I'm going down a, a route that I shouldn't be, but I, I like it because it's just like having a, um, you know, like a magic item. You can kind of tell if it's fancier or a, a typically more powerful, usually. Um, and I think in the spirit of fairness, it's good to see that if somebody's entire arm or leg is covered in tattoos, that's a good giveaway that they're likely going to be quite powerful uh, as opposed to you just walking into something unsuspecting.
0: Yeah yeah and but I think as well, there has to be a level of intricacy to to show you that this is a magical tattoo, yes. as opposed to just the barbarian tribe who likes to have big black swirls across their chest right, right? yeah um
1: I don't know like if you're gonna bring in like I would make them extremely rare, and one of the reasons why you get magical tattoos um in my in my mind is to be able to like sneak them into places, sneak effects in like uh in our current game, we had magical tattoos. Of our items that basically made our skin bags of holding, and we'd be able to get them in and out of places um, because of the um, the our items are things that were precious to us, were tattooed on our skin, and we were doing a prison break, and that's how we got all of our equipment and stuff into the prison. Was we got it tattooed onto us, and and I I am of the opinion where if a magical tattoo looks extraordinarily magical it defeats the purpose of a magical tattoo um a magical tattoo is supposed to be something that has with it a certain amount of stealth has with it a certain amount of um subterfuge because you you have these tattoos to generate effects that people aren't going to expect because they look exactly like a normal everyday tattoo right so Um, I, I would say if you looked at someone with like detect magic, you would see the lines through, or, um, maybe for one of the more powerful spells, um, if, if, if it had like an ongoing effect, um, that the tattoo generated, there'd be like this small magical pulse in the tattoo. But when nothing's activated, everything's sitting still on you, those tattoos look bright and colorful, um but mundane. Right,
0: right. I, I'm, with, I'm with you to a point. I would say that you should let your player choose, right? It should yeah, really yeah, be no, up to the it, player it because, be because I think that the rogue would have something that's very subtle. I think you're right. A level 18 rogue with tattoos would want those tattoos to be very, very subtle. But a right. glamour bard or a level 18 warlock who really has no fear of anything, but has you know Cthulhu tattooed across his chest, the tentacles down his arm, he's going to want that shit to glow. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there may be some instances where the player wants those tattoos to be inherently magical. And I say, give that, give them the opportunity to have them look magical. I I just, I just imagine that warlock player watching, you know, the,
1: the, the recent suicide squad movie, uh, (laughs) looking at Joker and going oh, that'd be cool. And their character has, like, Disturbed written across their forehead <laughs> or some such shit. Just, ha, 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 and they touch it and cast Tasha's hideous Good band, or something.
2: What about the idea of... Um... I wonder what you guys think about this real quick is if some common symbols or images tend to share like a a common ability. For example, if if you were a cleric and you were looking across the battlefield and you saw that uh, an enemy had prayer hands tattooed on them, you know, with a history, religion or intelligence check of some sort, would you determine, oh, usually prayer hands symbolizes some sort of divination spell or usually an angel symbolizes some sort of protection spell. What do you guys think about common things within the tattoos?
0: I think that that's good from the same region, if it's like the same custom in the same area. And it could just be how thick the line is determines the school of magic or what level of spell it is. We don't really get into that with these tattoos, but if you're homebrewing it, I really like that idea. I like the idea of like the zone of truth spell tattooed on your body. Allows you to to cast this once, and it's but it's it's a conspiracy theory, like nine eleven was an inside job, or Carol killed her husband, <laughs> whoa, or something, whoa. right? Like whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: what? Don't start talking about Tiger King because it will derail this whole podcast,
0: <laughs> right? Okay, yes, yes, Sorry. we really truly will. <laughs> All right, okay. Um,
1: there's actually one more little aspect I would like to throw out there. A lot of these uh, body modifications and tattoos have a positive effect. Um, we did mention earlier slaving rings having the tattoos on them um what happens if your players get knocked out and then wake up in a ditch somewhere but have that subdurnal subdermal implant um that they could kind of feel sore around the neck but they don't feel anything there that comes back to curse them or
0: um right. i think Sorry, Dan. I know exactly where you're going with this. I think it's a fantastic idea. It's a great plot hook. This is a cool way of, of uh, making a curse stick longer, right? And having maybe maybe this is what you get for breaking that deal with the devil or an archfey or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, maybe this is what you get when you break your oath as a paladin, right? Is is the, oh, the, oh, the law drags I you like in. like that. And they fucking brand your cheek as and now you are an oath breaker, right? And you have no you cannot oh, that's take so bad. I love that. Right? Like I, I think that there's a lot of really fun ways for people to uh to embrace the idea of magical tattoos. However, yeah, yeah, I love it it does say as well, once inscribed on a creature's skin, damage or injury doesn't impair the tattoo's function, even if that even if the tattoo is defaced. Which means that I feel like the only way to get rid of this is an anti magic field. Yeah, I mean. So, what about let's take let's take let's just look at a very small
2: one, common up to six inches. What about if I just cut that out of your flesh? That means it still works. The essentially what Adam said before is the tattoo is just a signature. Is that what
0: that means? Yeah, pretty not much.
1: Not to get not to get morbid, I would say it depends on the rarity. I I am completely okay if you cut out the entirety of a tattoo from somebody. That's flesh that you are carrying around with you maintains its like a,
2: so it essentially becomes uh, a scroll dan is what you're saying
1: right yeah yeah exactly right um however if you were to cut out uh part of a uh, of a tattoo or like um the way we did it is if our characters ever uh fell unconscious that would give them uh some form of scar like if, if they if they died or whatnot they would have some form of scar that would affect them if if there was like scar tissue over top of a tattoo i'd let it i'd let it permeate like i don't understand why uh it it wouldn't continue with that kind of damage right Uh, so like if it's damaged it still works if it's uh removed entirely either with with a knife yikes or with uh a a spell like a uh you roll really well on a on a dispel magic or a um remove curse maybe i don't know
0: I, I don't know. I would say that it's a magical thing, so dispel magic dispel or magic. anti-magic field is the is the way to do it. Yep, yep. Um, Unless I would say it,
2: that... Sorry, Adam, go on. Sorry, go ahead. Unless... I was going to say, unless, for whatever reason, the tattoo was the mark of a curse, not to go full Harry Potter, but I mean, you know, to, to flip it the other way, that it's just a signature of a curse, then maybe remove curse.
0: Yeah, um, I would say that, uh, look, the curses are so fucked up in D&D. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right? right. But but I would say that uh, this will protect your player who has, you know, um, fate written across his knuckles. But has to reach into the the pit of acid to pull out the magic item, right? This isn't going to undo the magic tattoo that he has. Right, this is to protect players because as I'm as I'm about to bring up, this shit costs an attunement slot.
1: Yep. So uh, if if we're going to talk about the attunement side of this thing, I, I I both hate and and
0: and love what they're doing and wish they would do it with more things than tattoos. All right, let, let me get into the details of it. Here's what it says. I'm going to read it verbatim. So, to attune to this item, you hold the needle in your, or to your skin where you want the tattoo to appear, pressing the needle there through the attunement process. When the attunement is complete, the needle turns into the ink that becomes the tattoo, which appears on the skin. If you have multiple magic tattoos, they count as a single magic item with regard to the number of magic items you can attune to. If your attunement to the tattoo ends, the tattoo vanishes and the needle reappe- reappears in the closest unoccupied space to you. So, uh, so the, there's a couple of things to kind of pull apart on this. First and foremost, that needle, you hold it to your skin, you attune for an hour, so I guess you have to hold it in place for an hour, it becomes ink, you're not actually getting tattooed.
1: I dislike it, that. I dislike that so greatly. Yeah, it feels cheap, doesn't it? It does. It's a cop-out. Yeah, I
2: don't
0: like it either.
1: It's not a magical tattoo; it's a magical needle that tattoos. Yeah, it,
2: it creates too many. Uh, it, it, I think it should be similar to well, you know, like when um, when wizards put uh, spells in their spellbook, they need a certain ink, right, to do that. I think it should be like that. I think it should be more based on the ink than the needle itself.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's. I think they did it mostly because if you ever become unattuned to it, they need to have it not be on your person for some reason, and I still don't get it. Um, this this goes along with it being uh, uh, like a magical tattoo resembling a mundane tattoo. If it's if you're not attuned to it, it's just not magical. I agree. It's still there. I agree. It's still you're a tattoo. still
2: carrying it in the sense that it's still tattooed on your arm or whatever. Like you're carrying yeah. it, like you can carry a magic item. You're just not attuned to exactly. it.
1: Exactly.
0: I, I like the like, idea of you getting the tattoo. It is permanently a part of you, and then the needle itself imbues you. And takes the magic from the needle and puts and imbues this ink, this pattern, whatever it is.
1: Oh, no, no, okay. I, I like that as well. No, I, that's definitely what I would do as well is, is if, if, if the tattoo exists and then in the attunement process holding this uh, needle down and then you can, like, if you were to describe this event happening or, or whatnot, um, the, the, ink the needle becomes the ink which then refills out the lines of your pre-existing tattoo adding a little bit more of a vibrancy i wouldn't make it like an Ma- extremely noticeable magical effect but eh, the the colors are a little bit sharper looks Ma- like a fresher tattoo
0: well you know i would even say maybe it colors it in and it was not an outline anymore
1: oh yeah that's cool i like that yeah yeah i mean, yeah,
0: I mean
2: that yeah all that's just kind of flavor stuff however you want to do it i like that um i was a bit unsure about the needle idea but you know it's, uh, it's, for this for uh, me, this is all flavor text for me. It's, you know, just how it feels right. Mechanically, it works the same either way.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, let's jump into the next part of the attunement. If you have multiple magic tattoos that count as a single magic item with regard to the number of magic items that you can attune to. Do you like that?
1: Uh, fucking love it. Do you
0: like it? <laughs> fucking love okay, why it. why do
1: you like it? Yes. Okay, so, so I like it because I hate the attunement system just as a whole. Um, especially since you could already see them starting to pull it apart with the things that an artificer can do. Yes. But the um, I, I love it because at, when you get higher level, especially if you were playing a martial class, um, your ability to kind of keep pace with the spellcasters and the wizards and the clerics and, and, and those guys Um, is going to be based off magic items, and then you end up just juggling a bunch of things for your three attunements. I fucking hate that. It is such a pain in the ass. I mean, a wizard doesn't necessarily have to juggle magic items to the same extent as a martial item just to maintain power at level 20, whereas a a, a fighter does, right? Especially since a lot of weapons require attunement. So now you're juggling weapons based off the situation, like a wizard juggles their spells, it becomes harder. I love the idea of multiple items in a set taking only one attunement. Yeah, slot. it's kind of like so. Rather, ra- sorry, Dan, go on. So rather than rather than um, you know having fifth of five tattoos and then you're just activating, you know, three of the five as the uh, situation depends, um, having one attunement slot for a set of tattoos or a set of items or a set of. Uh, um, magical boons that you need to attune to, but uh, no matter what, they only take the one attunement. Yeah, spot. I kind of, I, I kind of that agree that with adds you. Adds a Dan, bit
2: of variety in the sense that, especially as you as you kind of go through the game and you start to level up, you start to get more powerful anyway. So the idea that when you get to like level 16 17 even like 12 or 13 the idea that you're only you're only limited to these three items doesn't really make sense because at this at this point you're like you're you're shaping matter you're adjusting you know you're doing divination and time based things it doesn't make sense anymore it kind of makes sense that if you could stack them you could be attuned to more things technically in the way the dance in at one time it, it makes more sense to me, um, especially because as we go through the levels, it's kind of like counting arrows, right? Like when you're level one, two, three, it kind of gets forgotten. You're not going into that that battle yep. with that big battle, at level 16, and your DM's going, "Oh, how many items are you attuned to right now?" And you're like, "Oh, fuck, maybe four. I can't remember. I haven't used this thing in six sessions anyway." Like it's it gets forgotten. It goes by the wayside. So to scale that naturally, like Dan saying, seems to make more sense to me.
1: I, I've I've always loved the idea, and this is just something that's been rolling around in my head for a while, of using the proficiency modifier as a amount of items you can. Yeah, I like it. I agree. Which means, as lower levels, you only get two items, but that's fine because magic items should be rare, right? But as you get higher levels, you could have up to five. Now give the artificer more because they're the magic item like swish swiss army blade sure but like it should have a scale it doesn't it makes no sense to me how a level three character can attune to the exact same amount of items as a level 20 makes no sense you got me
2: thinking there while you're talking about items with a set as well because adam used to have that trip willie deck that he played with me and i was adding things as it went along but it counted as one set It's kind of like the deck of many things does and i like that because even if if you know we go down the road with this game and it's like okay if you're doing something as part of a set if that becomes a rule maybe it takes up two attunement slots however you can add as many things as you want to this particular set um but if if something seems to go in like a a common kind of set i I like that you should be able to continually add to it yeah
1: i'm I'm, i was a massive like world of warcraft uh, fan I, i still am I played a lot of Diablo and Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 and that idea of a set of items that you wear all at once and there's a reason why you wear them. There's some sort of set bonus. If you wear two of them, you get this additional bonus. If you wear three of them, you get this additional bonus is non-existent in D&D 5th edition because of this weird attunement rule. So I don't understand why you that you shouldn't be able to work around that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I've been I've been quiet for a minute here, which never happens. I'm going to pipe in. Um, a, a couple a couple of things right off the bat. First and foremost, I agree with the idea for the tattoos, but I think you should have a maximum. I don't like the idea that you can just do you can have three tattoos. Yeah. Or you know, uh, let let's say there are five slots. A legendary takes up five. But you can have two commons and a and a rare, and that'll, you know, whatever it is, right? I think there should be a mechanic for how many tattoos. Otherwise, there's nothing stopping me from just loading the fuck up. And that's my problem with this, is that if I spend downtime, remember, I haven't fucking earned this. I just went to a, to a, a big city, found a magical tattoo artist, and spent gold, probably. I because can't wait no, to see
2: there's... the magical tattoo artist NPC either, by the way, in any game ever.
0: <laughs> well we've seen one it, well here's here's my here's my problem is that there's no inherent cost to getting this this is not something you can just find in a dungeon this is something you need to have done to you right and so i assume that there's just a gold cost and if that's that's the fact you guys know the economy in D is horseshit by tier three right like it's just thrown out yeah. the window so if if that's the case then then at tier three i'm just gonna you know Give up one attunement slot to get all of these additional things. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. There should be a maximum. So two I like I like that there can be more than one because I think that your skin, your body, is the thing that you would be attuning to. Right? That is the that is the magical vessel. So there I think
1: they I sorry. So so there needs I think they all right, you go. (laughs) (laughs) I think there is a limitation kind of put on it. Um, and it's a shitty one, but it's the amount of skin you have. Depending Ooh. on the size of tattoo you're getting, it takes up a certain amount of space, and I detail that. Well, so if you're getting a they legendary have, tattoo and they, it takes they, two limbs and a torso, then you only have two more limbs plus your scalp, Right. No, Um, but there's more
0: than that, Dan. Because what I could do is I could do two limbs in the torso for a legendary. Then two limbs and get a very rare. But I'm also an Eric Cocker, so I got another two limbs. So I'm going to get another very rare. I get the scalp for an uncommon. And I'll probably get three commons for my neck and face as well. That seems like overkill. mm -hmm. I just think it needs to be kind of reined in a bit. I hear what you're saying. There is a mechanic. This is
1: a shitty shitty amount of... Like this, a shitty mechanic for managing the coverage and the amount of these things you can have. It's a shitty mechanic, but I think that's why that magic tattoo coverage chart exists. Yeah, I think as an attempt for this.
0: I think you're right. I would like there to be a maximum number of tattoos that you can have. Let's say that there are four for a small size creature. Five for a medium, six for a large. Yeah, and I would even... You could even, for flavor text,
2: because you know me, guys, I like to get sucked into the game, like, not so much the mechanics. So it, it's like, for me, it's like you can only have so much magic flowing through your body, you know, that you're holding onto that you can control. Like, it's maximum three tattoos, otherwise this is going to rip you apart like Lucy. Like, you can't just have this much magic inside you.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, you know, I like this, but I think it needs to be reworked. It is unearthed Arcana, so it probably will be. Um, the last part of the attunement, just to touch on very briefly, was if your attunement ends, not if you use the tattoo, if the attunement ends, then the tattoo vanishes. And the needle reappears in the closest unoccupied space to you. Any issues with this? It sounds pretty standard to me. The tattoo shouldn't vanish. If you... It's a tattoo. <sighs> right. If you are not attuned to it and you get the needle back, then the tattoo should inherently change by becoming lesser somehow. Right? This this is this is the mechanic. Whether I said that it'd be great to have like an outline of it and the color comes in when it's magical. So I guess the color would drain when you're no longer attuned to it. Right? Otherwise, you're always attuned and you can never unattune from it. That just seems like a handcuff.
1: Well, I, I, it's, it's one of those things where I would say it's, it's always magical. It's always there. You just not, you just choose not to attune to it, so you don't get access to the abilities that that tattoo would give you. It's still a magic tattoo, right? It's, it's just like an a, a, trying to decide between four magical daggers, right? It's the exact same level of uh, of shit. Like you, you just are making your choice not to attune to the your tattoos that time. They're still magical. They still, like, if, if you were to cast a tech bat, magic on that person, they're magical. Um, it's just, it's kind of, they're always holstered, whether or not you're using them, right?
0: Yeah, look, I, I I hear what you're saying, Dan, and I agree with you to a point. You just hate the attunement so much, and I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best things to happen in 5th Ed. I think it's, it's not perfect, but... Uh, I think that it is absolutely there for the customizability. This is what we get instead of prestige classes. So I I like it.
2: Sorry, guys. I disappeared for a second because I was plugging my laptop back in because I accidentally kicked it out. Um, uh, I was going to say, I was going to ask, is the reason that... Adam, you don't like the attunement rule so much is because you view it from the point of the DM, because you've always played DM, where it's like, you know, you, you don't want uh, players to be overpowered, and you want some control over where, how powerful they're getting. But Dan, you have been accused in the, accused in the past of being a min-maxer. Now, I don't want to comment on how true that is, but I'm saying, do you dislike the idea of attunement because you want to constantly be able to build your power and become as powerful as you can over the course of the game?
0: Look, honestly... I like the idea of attunement because I think that there should be a set number of freaking slots to do things. Dan's complaint about there being a fighter with a a magic sword, but the wizard doesn't need a magic sword. Yeah, man, I don't give a shit. The wizard's going to have a bracelet that lets him extend a spell slot, and that requires attunement. or like, So he doesn't have to use up a third level spell. There's there's different things for different people. I think the game is inherently balanced, except for rangers, but, you know, fuck rangers. (laughs) And, um... And uh, I think that I, I need to see how broken the artificer looks in real gameplay before I can truly comment on how broken attunement is. And, oh, hold on. Sidebar. Then I believe that when they release this, they should release a fourth artificer subclass, the tattoo artist. I love it. That makes perfect sense to me <laughs> damn
1: okay so yes I have been accused of being a, a min maxer and a bit of a power gamer I, I I played heavily in 3.5 which led heavily into it leaned heavily into that level of play with the amount of uh, options you get as a character and you would b- try to build powerful characters that's part of the game uh, for 3.5 for Pathfinder it's all it's all there it's all how dare
0: <sighs> you bring up that dirty game
1: but um. My my main problem with the attunement system isn't the attunement system itself because I agree with Adam where I, I, I would like there to be slots and there should be limits placed on the magic items. But I, I love weird, unique magic items in my games. I love I love having a lot of magic items in my games. I don't like how rare magic items are supposed to be. In D and D, because because of my experience with three five and and twenty years of D and D, saying I have a lot of magical items, I so so I I I would like I like the attunement system to be there, but I wish it was expanded just a little bit more, okay. which is why like even at even at level twenty you have five slots because your proficiency is five rather than the three. Like there should be some scaling of the attunement system based off character level because it makes no logical sense why a level two character can use as many magic items as a level 20.
0: Uh, all right, here's my logical sense for you because my skill as an apprentice welder or as a master welder does not determine uh, how important my soul is. Okay, everyone is essentially created equal every person, period, person, gets three attunement slots. And I think that the only reason that artificers get more than that is because they can see kind of beyond this this limitation and they exploit it to a certain degree. That's why I don't think it should be right. um, involved with your proficiency. It should not level with you. Maybe, maybe you should be able to get a blessing that gives you an extra uh, attunement space. Or maybe you should get an item that can that can give you an extra one right we you guys ran into a villain in your campaign who posed as an archmage didn't have any magic powers he just had an item that gave him infinite number of attunement slots yeah right and he just had a shit ton of magic weapons i see no problem with dm's homebrewing that level of stuff because it still respects the balance for the for the the players themselves. So like, I hear what you're saying, Dan, you want it to be more expansive. I'm always confused as to why we stop at level 20 in fifth edition. These are just limitations they put on the game. Right. And I don't, I, well, it,
1: it's, you have to have a stop point at some point. Yeah. Right? And I like and you just,
0: you just do so i understand why you may want four or five but let's say i give you five don't you want six the next time you run into one right like
1: well okay yeah but i mean if there's a scaling to it like if i started with two and now i can use five there's that scaling aspect to it um it 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 feels like i've accomplished something it feels like i've progressed it feels like i have earned the ability to have more items but so i don't think if you gave me five i would want like I mean, yes, I would want six, right? But I would have far less ground to stand on than it just being a constant thing. Like a person can only handle three attunements at a time, full stop. And it doesn't matter what race, what what class, what level, what anything you are, you get three full stop.
0: Yeah, that makes There's it. nothing
1: else in D D that is that is just that perpetual.
0: Yeah, there is though. There's there's the level twenty hard stop, right? There are definitely some things that are well. There, I mean, there are rules for post for epic level play. There are rules out there for that. Official
1: there, rules for that. Where? So like, I I don't I don't see why uh, why they have this one hard limitation where where okay we're talking about blah. <laughs> it's just like it it it. it uh, it's a frustrating thing for me about fifth attunement edition set is probably my least hours, favorite thing about yeah right like it, it's probably one of my least favorite things about uh fifth edition D, which is why when i was reading these tattoos and and the magical tattoos I, I i saw this idea of having sets right that 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 would be my other workaround is like a belt and a pair of pants and a sword that um, you can attune to each of them separately if you only want that one bonus, but you could also attune to the set to get additional bonuses yeah. or something like that. Having that aspect in there also gets around that, right? Because um, my guess is the reason why they only did three is because attaining magic items should be
0: that much more difficult in D&D 5e. Yeah, um, I, I honestly, Dan, I think that the attunement items are the items that you need to be attuned to. They they should be rare, they should be rare enough in the world. Uh, fuck the common, uncommon, whatever. Yeah, right. But it it should be they should be um, rare enough in the world that you're not running across them all the time. You should run into five of them your entire adventure. And so yeah, you should have to choose between which ones you want to use at any given time. And I think that it. I mean, if you wanted to get nitty-gritty about it, then level 20 wizards should have the ability to use magic items way more than a level 20 purple dragon knight would, right? But, I mean, y- you've got to be fair. you got to keep it balanced. The classes are already balanced, even at high level. Um, they're just balanced in different ways for different things. The mastermind is not going to be as combat effective as, you know, the sorcerer that chose all evocation spells, right? That's unfortunately that's the way it is, but the mastermind gets other boons as well for role playing the same as the bard and, and whatnot. And so, yeah. So, I mean, it, you're right. There's a thing here. I like the attunement because it keeps it balanced. Honestly, when it comes to tattoos, I would say that your limitation should simply be how much skin you have to put these tattoos on and fuck the attunement altogether for these.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that one. I like that thing with
2: you as well you you got me thinking now as well like i i'm now imagining like tattooed dragons i'm imagining the black dragon that's tattooed with the like the voodoo skeleton all over his body and uh you know obviously one limb for a dragon according to these rules is one limb for a halfling um but i like the idea of just enhancing that power if you have a bigger canvas as well
0: yeah and I think that that should be that should be how they look at this in the future because I know that Wizards listens to this podcast. You know? <laughs> so,
1: God, I wish. Where's <laughs> our kickback? Damn it! I don't think
2: they're giving um, us kickback. They're not giving us kickback. Damn No, no they're going to serve
0: us for copyright infringement. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast started right, so. COVID
2: nineteen to shut this podcast down.
1: <laughs>
0: We're All made right. of tougher stuff. Damn it! so um let's get into the tattoos themselves um i'm gonna read through what they all are and then we will uh each have a turn to give a quick opinion on it sure we're already running like an hour for this so let's try to there are 11 that we got to go through so let's try to keep this relatively uh, short and sweet sure but let's grab our dice and find out what order we'll be speaking in um for every one of these okay so we're only going to roll once okay let's go all right so let's roll initiative I got, a, I got a 16. I rolled a 19. Ooh. That has never happened, Terry. You have never rolled <laughs> above immediately a 12. I know this is a lie.
2: He thought I set him up earlier when I said I rolled a 10. That's because I didn't really care about that question. This one, I magically rolled a 19.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so uh, let, let's go through them in order. There's the first one we're going to do in alphabetical order because that's how they're presented. Sure. The absorbing tattoo. This one is very rare. And, uh, and that means that it takes up one limb. The tattoo incorporates no. designs that emphasize one color more than others. While the tattoo is on your skin, you have resistance to a type of damage associated with that color as shown on the table below. And there's a D10 table uh, with all the different damage types, acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, necrotic, poison, psychic, radiant, thunder. Those are the 10 different ones out there besides bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. They're not included. Um, and they each have a color aligned or uh, uh, linked up to it. I don't like some of the color choices. Some of them like fire is red. Makes sense. I don't know why, why thunder is orange, but I guess I ran out of fucking colors. Yeah. But, um, poison should be green in my head, but I mean, yeah. I don't know why it's violet. Sure. Whatever.
1: Cause acid is green.
0: Apparently. Um,
1: Which acid should be black and violet should be necrotic like that or, or gray. Why is gray not on here?
0: Yeah, so anyway <laughs> anyways where's my fuchsia God damn it anyway so <laughs> these these um, are
2: completely messed up. I would swap poison and acid with green and violet straight away. you know I would even say psychic violet but anyway we could argue, argue about that all night.
0: Yeah well okay, we'll do that in another episode yeah. where we will argue about what color are the damage types. <laughs> what color is the school of magic as yeah. well? yeah exactly um all right so um abs- the absorbing tattoo, the DM chooses the color or determines it randomly. Before I even continue, guys, that's that's bullshit, right? Yeah, I don't like that straight away. Yeah,
2: yeah, fuck, because I that. might go to a magical tattoo artist and be like, "Yo, I am fighting a green dragon. I need resistance against poison." Like it can't be like, "Whoa, sorry, radiant." Yeah, you're not walking into a
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're not walking into a tattoo parlor and saying, "All right, so this this great big thing that's covering my entire leg, do what you want with it." <laughs>
1: uh well it's very rare as well because it's it so it's two limbs right very rare is two limbs
0: oh yeah or, you're right. or
1: your chest piece or like so this is a significant amount of real uh real estate given up to a GM going i don't know uh fucking thunder sure yeah, exactly exactly
2: or like if you if you need lightning like or whatever so like i imagine the tattoo would have like some similar design and based on what you're doing like a thunderstorm maybe for lightning you'd be like look and then, like four hours later, you come out and you're like, "I've got those old like new metal flames like up my legs now, like those black shirts. You've the flames of them. Like that's not what you wanted. Like I don't feel like you're going to get a random tattoo.
0: I love the idea of you wanting to get like um, resistance to to lightning, for example, and you have lightning drawn up your leg, but then they colored in green and so it's acid. <laughs> like fuck, gross. Right? Anyway, anyway, here's here's the the effect. When you take damage of a chosen type, you can use your reaction to gain immunity against that ins- that instance of the damage. So, it only works once. And you, re- you regain a number of hit points equal to half the damage you would have taken. So, if I'm resistant to poison because I've got a fucking violet tattoo on me and they hit me with 10 points of poison damage, I am immune to it. I don't take it and I heal 5 points. Once this reaction is used, you can't use it again until the next dawn. I'm totally fine with the until the next dawn thing. I like that. The once a day thing is is fine. Uh, One reaction for one specific thing seems a little steep for a very rare tattoo.
1: Well, I mean, you also have resistance against that thing, right? It does say while the tattoos on your skin, you have resistance to a type of damage associated with that color
0: yeah that makes it a little more powerful terry you rolled first initiative what did you get um i like other than the whole color thing like a, so what,
2: when you take damage to the children's type usually your to the game and you get the yeah i mean I, I i guess the the spell itself like the effects i don't have a problem with i just don't like the randomness part of it because for something when it's you know when this is a this is a wondrous item very rare for that, I need, spec- I need specifics. I need, hey, this is important to me. I specifically need this type of damage or this type of effect. Um, I think when you get into an item of that, especially when you're running into very rare items, you're at the point in the campaign where there's specific things you're trying to achieve, which is usually kill the big bad that you know is linked with psychic damage or is linked with radiant damage, not acid. So I don't like that. The random part
0: is the only part I don't like. But it's the what is the main yeah yeah I I, I I I I agree with you I I agree with you one hundred percent I don't have really anything else to say except regaining half of those hit points back uh, like sure that's yeah. great when they're flinging fire or fireballs or dragon's breath sure but a lot of the stuff out there is add three d six poison so I'm recovering what an average of nine ten nine you know somewhere around there that's that seems that seems very little yeah right so
1: i'm i'm gonna add a caveat in on this thing because remember you also have resistance against that type so only against that type is the only thing you can uh do this reaction to so if you get hit with a fireball and the fireball does 40 damage you have resistance so you take 20 now you're going to uh regain 10 use your reaction to get the thing so you gain 10 hit points it's it's right it, it's adding too much and this math. is the way it's going to go right
2: it's 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 like oh my god i found this item it's great and and you know like adam adam runs his games fairly so maybe you might decide to do this randomly and uh, you know so you're not like being seen to screw somebody over. but it's like okay okay i've got this item let's do it uh, we're in the desert okay oh you rolled that uh, it's going to affect cold damage i'm immediately going to unattune to that item because now it's useless to me okay well fuck this i don't want that I know I'm going to go against a blue dragon most likely in the desert. Like I, That's got nothing to do with me. I'm immediately going to unattune, and so the excitement for this item is gone. Yep.
0: Yeah. I'm with you, Terry. Yep, 100%. All right, are we good? This one's horseshit. <laughs> we... I, I hate this, this one. One's this one's horseshit. Horse well, <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind the resistance thing that, that's attached to this, but we'll see it a couple more times later on yeah. um, with yeah, other tattoos. I, I, so I, I
1: don't mind the resistance. I mind the level. I mind the absorption ability. Yeah. And the randomness. It's, it's the
0: DM interference weird. that bothers me here. You should just be able to choose. Spend your gold and choose for yourself. Yeah. Then I'm fine. Yep. Right? If you gain some hit points every once in a while, meh, sure, cool. You get to be immune to one big fuck-off attack, and you can choose because it's your reaction. When you're immune, yep, that's great. I think that's awesome. It's an even better version of shield, plus you're resistant. Yeah. Right? Sure. Also, when, I, uh, when, I'm into it. When, when you kind of in with strategy as
2: well, you never really um, count the idea of gaining hit points as part of your strategy. So if I'm like, okay, we're going to go do this with this thing with this thing, I'm not going to go, oh, well, if we get lucky, I might gain some hit points here. That doesn't enter my mind. It's like, how do I stop myself from losing them? So just flipping a mentality like that, I think it's very unlikely that I'm going to use this item unless the 1 in 10 chance it lands on exactly what i need it for otherwise this wondrous item is just getting forgotten
0: or you no, know the, what the, or, or I'm, I'm picking this when i know i'm going to the plane of fire yeah. and i can and i have some control over it so yeah. i want to be resistant to fire plus immune once so when it would when the hit would drop me to zero hit points cuz i only have 3 left instead yeah. i gain you know 6 that's sure that's mildly useful Right, but I mean that's circumstantial. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Oh, I'm the the only reason I'm taking one of these tattoos is if I'm a bear totem barbarian, and I want to get psychic, psychic yeah, resistance.
0: 100%. There you go. That's Just a great because point.
1: then I'm resistant to everything.
0: Yeah, great point. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, on to the next one though, because man, we like to ramble. Uh, barrier tattoo. This one. Has a ranging variety of how rare it can be, and and I'll explain why here. This tattoo depicts protective energy, or protective imagery, and uses ink that resembles liquid metal. Okay, that's badass, I'm into it so far. <laughs> While you aren't wearing armor, the tattoo grants you an AC depending on the tattoo's rarity, as shown below. You can still use a shield and still gain this benefit. So, uncommon mm. gives you a 12 plus your dex. Rare gets you a 15 plus your dex and up to a maximum of two and very rare gives you an 18. Remember this does not stack with other ways to increase your armor class. So if you have uh, multiple ways to calculate it, you can only use one of them. You get to choose which one to use, but what this is to me is um, essentially just another kind of armor without armor. Yeah. Terry, you rolled highest. What do you think? Um, my question
2: is, how are you going to use this item without pissing off half the table or without it being redundant to half the table? So, you know, if I'm the, the barbarian and I'm using unarmored defense, I'm going, I don't need a barrier tattoo, whatever. I'm already figured out, you know, it's fine. But if you're the wizard or the, rather the druid that's also carrying a shield, because remember, they can carry shields. You now have an AC of 20, even though you're a druid and a caster. And the barbarian, the paladin, the fighter are going, fuck you. I can't cast spells like you can, but we're, we're working with the same armor here. So... I see yep. what it's doing. Like it's it's a buff hey, you could be you can be heavily armored here, but it, it takes away the swings and roundabouts of the game where it's like, you know, you give and you let go, like the barbarian has a higher AC, a fire has a higher AC because they can't do the other stuff, and likewise the wizard is the other way. This kind of takes away from that, which is now you now have a very disgruntled paladin who's going, Fuck you, I've got to carry around this armor, shield and greatsword to match what you have in your pajamas.
1: Well it's even worse than that, um because these things don't give you disadvantage on stealth. This is better it, than it, heavy. You're right
2: then. You are right. Yeah. And I know it's a, it's you know, it's a wonder sign. the rarity varies based on uh, how effective it is and I'm just looking at the very rare here of the 18 but I can't help thinking it's just it's going to make for some disgruntled players.
1: Oh yeah. No, I if I'm playing a fighter and and you know, we're trying to sneak through and the wizard you know, lets us all know that he's hit the tattoo parlor in town during downtime last week and now we're going through and he's got a higher ac yeah. than me doesn't require the strength to get that mm-hmm. ac and doesn't have disadvantage on stealth and is also still a wizard yeah, fuck you buddy exactly. just fuck but you.
2: your druid walks in and is a uh, his nightgown and his wooden shield and is armored up the same as the paladin and the heavy armor and the guy's like fuck yeah. you
1: like this is a game of checks and balances this tattoo does nothing but make spellcasters still more powerful even yeah. more so Look, I don't like just, it. I don't like it.
0: This is just another instance of power creep. Power Here creep. Here we yeah. are. Th- this is this is the problem with the unearthed Arcana. This is why I tend not to allow it in my games, is for exactly this reason. Because you are making the other players around the table feel like their choices didn't matter. Yes. And I think what I like about magic items is, you know, when you, you and, and Adam know this, where
2: when, you, when you hand the items out, Adam, and we kind of retrieve them, we kind of look and we read the recipe, or however you give it, we get excited, right? We're excited for each other when they get something cool. But I know for me, if I'm playing that, that martial class, and then, you know, the sorcerer gets this, I'm just thinking, fuck you. I'm not excited for you. That's not, that's not fun for me, because now what's the
1: point of me being this character?
0: Here, here, here's yeah, what I, I go, would say. I go.
1: How do me as my warrior? How do yeah, I get that? Exactly. All
0: right. Here, here, here's what I would say. Here is my, my, um, compromise. I guess. First, you have to get the uncommon tattoo in tier one. Right. In tier two, you can upgrade it to become because you're just spreading it out. Now it becomes a rare tattoo. Yeah. Now you get your f- your 15 plus dex to a maximum of two. Uh, then in tier three, you get. The very rare, the bigger one, you know, it's covering two limbs now. Great. Now you have an AC of 18. Everyone is up around there anyway, except for the really squishy wizard. And maybe the cleric is and the paladin are just sick and tired of having to fucking stabilize the wizard. What about... Right? And everyone's <laughs> yeah. just like, look, get a tattoo. Get a Fuck tattoo. off, come on, that's it. We're getting the other sleeve done. What about right? a
2: um, um, sacrificing an ability score improvement or a feat? For for upgrading this, like, is that a way that we can go with this game? Is it abilities, score improvements? We know we can do feats as well, or can we do an upgrade to something?
1: Would you want to sacrifice an ASI for something that requires you to attune? No, to it? but
2: I don't like this spell, and uh, I don't no. like this item in the first place. But I hear what you're saying, but no,
0: I don't know that that's no, a, I, that's an interesting mechanic, Terry. I think you would have to look at it long and hard um, to to see it. And remember, there are going to be some people like fighters that get their ASIs way faster. Yes, that's true. That's right. True. Yep. So I I don't know. I think the ASIs are built in and already balanced. I think that adding more to it. See, we're we're dealing with the con the concept of power creep and imbalance again. Um, there will be some players that will look at this and be like, "For a druid, you say Terry, excellent. Thank you. I will do this. Yeah. Right. And sure." sure that's great but for those of us that are looking at the game design and from a DM perspective and balancing a table um this this is if I'm gonna hand the, out the ability to get this I gotta have other options for other people as well maybe that uh, maybe that fighter gets a ring that is gonna let him cast a second level spell well even
2: even Can then because I, I hear what you're saying talking the spirit of fairness because even if you gave me that ring this is how powerful this item is really. I'd be going. Oh, so I get a ring for a second-level spell, but that guy gets all his spells and my level of armor. It's so even then, it seems unbalanced, and you know you're you're just thinking off the cuff there what you can do to make it fair. It's a uh, this item. Just seems it's, so crazy for me. It doesn't even work for one shot. Imagine showing up to a one shot, Dan, and and you, you know you're you're playing, you know, Oscar, and I'm like, hey, don't worry, I'm a level seventeen wizard. I got this as well. Even in your one shot, you're like, fuck it, I'm going home.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. All right, like th- this would this would infuriate me. There's one last thing I do got to say about this though. It's it's it resembles liquid metal. What a druid use it?
0: Yeah, because it's not metal. It resembles liquid metal. Okay, okay. Mm. It specifically is not metal, otherwise it would say, this is liquid metal. (laughs) Right? Okay, fair enough.
1: Fair
0: enough. (laughs) Okay, so, the Coiling Grasp Tattoo. This one's uncommon. (laughs) This tattoo has long intertwining designs. While the tattoo is on your skin, you can, as an action, cause the tattoo to extrude into inky tendrils, which reach for a creature you can see within 15 feet of you. The creature must succeed on a DC 14 strength save or take 3d6 force damage and be grappled. As an action, the creature can escape the grapple by succeeding on a DC 14 strength, so another DC 14 athletics or acrobatics. The grapple also ends if you halt it, no action is required for that, if the creature is ever more than 15 feet away from you, or if you use this tattoo on a different creature. So... Terry, how do we feel about this? Um, uncommon
2: item. See, it seems fair here. Because, yes, it requires attunement, but it's uncommon. It doesn't seem overly powered to me. 3d6 force damage. DC 14 strength seems fair enough. I actually don't mind this one because it's going it's, it's to be useful. This is the type of item I like to use because I like ranged things. Like, I like to use... Uh, glaives and, and whips and, and weapons where I have a little bit of reach and so this gives me that but it's not overly powerful 3d6 force dc14 seems fair It's uncommon, but it requires a too because it's powerful enough where it's like you don't just want everybody to have this all the Time they have to think about it. So I don't mind this one
0: Honestly, I'm the same way. I like this whenever somebody says oh magical tattoos I think of tentacles coming off of my skin and grabbing people sure. I don't know why that's probably suicide squad, right? Like but that this is sure. exactly what I what I think. I wish this one scaled honestly. I wish that the DC and the damage would go up as you make it higher, like higher rarities.
2: Oh, and then, like the the, be- the grand leader of the cult of the kraken, like has this is the big bad at the end of like tier one or tier two or something, would be awesome.
0: Yeah, but a, a, honestly, a DC fourteen strength. Seems a little low by the time that you're level thirteen.
1: Yes, yeah, that's right. Right, everything, um, everything's
0: going to break that, right? So,
1: I, I guess I'm the negative Nancy today because I hate this. Um, the three d six force damage on a use it whenever you want as an action ability that is only an uncommon rarity feels unbalanced to me um, when you look at other uncommon magic items. So Isn't too powerful. Yeah, it's too powerful. This needs to be rare no, or higher. You're probably
2: only going to be causing. That's like, the only
1: thing I would do to change. Nine damage, most of the time. Yes, but you could do it whenever you want. You have a 15 foot reach whenever you want.
0: Yeah, but yeah. but honestly, I, I hear what you're saying, but the ranger has 120 foot reach, doing roughly nine damage whenever they want by level six as well, right? Yeah, so... but
1: comparatively, this compared to other uncommon magic uh, wondrous items. So you compare this to a level one, uh, like a plus one weapon. I take this over a plus one weapon any day.
0: Okay. You know what? All right. I'll, I'll meet you halfway, Dan. If it was 3d4 with 14 strength and then for a rare, it's 3d6 with a 16 strength and for a very yeah. rare, it's 3d10, sure. maybe, maybe it's, I, I don't know. It, honestly, this should scale. I would want this to scale. I hear, yeah. I hear what I, you're saying, Dan, and
2: like and Adam kind of did a compromise there. He said three D four force damage, and that got me thinking: if we're gonna scale this down, at that point I'm just using magic missile anyway because it auto hits. So I think the three D six is there because there's that you know that risk of them not hitting.
1: Yeah, I don't know it. It's giving. It's giving. It's way too much, like, battlefield control. Because now, not only are you doing damage, but you're also grappling and stopping something Mm -hmm. from moving. It's the fact that you are doing
0: damage and grappling, and it's 15 feet away, which nothing in this game has a 15-foot range on it, right? So
1: Uh, Whips. It is is a tattoo whip. So, yeah, but I mean, mean, that's it, right? Whips are
0: 15.
1: Whips are 15, but they only do a D4 D4 damage. Right? So, it's like... This this is this is a massively better like massively better whip. Yeah. Right? And it's as an action. You can you don't have to worry about unsheathing a weapon and pulling your
0: whip out. You just do it. Yeah, and you can uh, of... Dan it Dan, it's only ten. Oh whip is only ten. The it has oh, really? the okay. it has the reach. Whip because that almost changed
2: my mind there when, when Dan said whip's so I was looking at that like, okay, well a whip that does, you know, the DC fourteen strength save and the three d six force damage, as uncommon, that's too powerful. But if a whip is ten, then I'm sticking with my original answer.
0: Well, no, that means that it's even more powerful than a whip, right? Because it has an extra yeah. five feet. So here's here's it. A uh, whip has the reach property. So and what reach means is that the weapon adds five feet to your reach when you attack with it. So I mean, if you're a bugbear, it has fifteen, right? Yeah, fair enough. But uh, but no, this is. This one is uh, powerful. I would like to see it scale better. But uh, you're right. I'm going to grab this every time. This, uh, for what it is, I'm going to grab this. It feels to me yeah. like there needs to be a barrier that the players have to cross before they get their tattoo. These, each tattoo, and uncommon, needs to be worth a thousand gold pieces. Something to really stand in the way. And then once you do that, fine. Go nuts! You've earned it. And I think, like, but uh, I would not hand these out for free. They all seem overpowered. No, I mean because uh, obviously D and D is a fantastical game, but it's like in reality, how
2: much are you going to pay to get a magical tattoo? You know, like you, you're going to pay a lot of money. Dan was right in the, what he said before. on with D and D, and magic's kind of everywhere, but it's it's also uncommon in the game. Not everybody in Waterdeep is, is walking around chucking magic missiles everywhere. So if you're going to- I'm
0: willing to pay up to and including three gnomes for this.
2: <laughs> well, no. Depends on the three gnomes. <laughs>
0: uh, um, <sure>. the- <laughs> they make they make Rice Krispies is what they do. Um, <laughs> next up is the Eldritch Claw Tattoo. This one is uncommon. This tattoo depicts claw-like forms and other jagged shapes, and while the tattoo is on your skin, your unarmed strikes are considered magical for the purpose of overcoming immunity and resistance to non-magical attacks. I'm going to say that again. Overcoming immunity and resistance. Mm -hmm. You also gain a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls with unarmed strikes. Right. And on top of that, you can, as a bonus action, Empower the Tattoo for one minute. For the duration of that minute, each of your melee weapon attacks can reach a target up to 30 feet away from you as tendrils of ink launch from your weapon or your unarmed strike toward the target. In addition, your melee weapon attacks deal an extra 1d6 force damage on a hit. Once used, this bonus action can't be used again until the next dawn. So you always get to... uh, overcome the immunity resistance uh, to non-magical attacks and you always get the plus one bonus to attack and damage with unarmed strikes and then essentially once a day as a bonus action you get to add this crazy uh, 30 feet away um, tendril attack that does 1d6 additional force damage to what your melee weapon attack does Terry how do you feel about this well i'm gonna tell you what i
2: felt which was i immediately got excited by this item. the problem with that is i know that it's overpowered because i was thinking from a player's perspective i was like this is so awesome if i have this i'm going to absolutely slaughter everything um which means for me it's overpowered and again i look back i'm like okay requires a tumor, a tumor cool but it's uncommon but it's uncommon but i can now essentially stand in the middle let you know let's be honest about maps and stuff i can now essentially stand in the middle of the battlefield and i can reach everything on top of that is i can now do an additional 1d6 damage and now this is a bonus action and it lasts for up to one minute so that's 10 rounds that's an entire battle i can't think of the last time i had a DD battle it went over 10 rounds um so for that it feels overpowered to me because now you've got this annoying prick that stands in the middle and just hits everything and for extra damage uh, so you're annoying the your dm on top of that that person is likely going to be, I don't know, the fighter or the paladin or something like that. It causes, it causes that tension between the players as well because you know I know what it's like as a martial character when you're running around, you're trying to hit stuff. I remember playing when we had a very powerful monk before. Maybe it was just you know strategy and things for me, but I remember thinking, Jesus man, she can run all this way, she can kick and punch ten thousand times, she can do all this damage, and I've only got these two attacks. So if I think, I think if I had a player that this item as another player I might feel some sort of envy but as a DM for an uncommon item this just feels very powerful they can shape the entire landscape of the battle just from standing in the middle and hitting whatever they want for extra damage
0: I think you're absolutely right also I think it's just fucking ridiculous (laughs) that you can hit someone 30 feet away with your melee weapon attacks and you do your regular melee weapon damage and an extra one d six force, which means all of a sudden my great sword can now hit that guy way the fuck over there. Yeah, I don't understand how that. Like, is is the ink is the is the tendril coming out taking my sword <laughs> and and swinging it way the fuck over That's there? How does weapon. this work?
2: Yeah. Um, but another thing as well to quote a to quote a great man, it, it, it was Dan dan said in the run of the ranger episodes and it, it's it stuck with me is when you're overly specific in some things you cause ambiguity in others and it stuck with me whenever we, we look at these rules is it doesn't say anything about you being able to see this this creature that you're hitting so no. now i'm in the dungeon crawl or whatever and i've seen him you know he ran around the corner i'm gonna try and hit him oh yeah you hit him because he's over there okay it, you know it's it's very
1: vague and it seems overly powerful
0: yeah dan are you on the same page with us
1: um, this is a, so an uncommon magic item sells for between 500 and a thousand gold. Um, this is a 500 gold monk, but that's better. <laughs> um, so I, I think you understand where I'm at with this. This is, this is another
0: incredible, like I was on board with this tattoo
1: until the Eldritch Muller yes. uh, yeah, the, yeah.
0: The first half of it was great. The, the first
1: half I'm on board, yes, good. Maybe as a rare item, not as an uncommon. I but I I, I can make arguments for uncommon with that with with just what it gives you at the beginning. Sure. Um keep, Elder Small what? Keep keep in, <laughs> like, mind, keep in no. mind as
0: well, Dan, that this is taking one of your 3 attunement slots. So there is a price there as well. Right? So <sighs> i know you don't like you don't like attunement but i mean that does give it some more weight right it is more uh, it gives
1: it it gives it it some more weight it makes it a little bit more costly sure um but this is an uncommon tattoo so it's what the size of one limb that that's what the uncommon is or my scalp uh or or sorry half a limb or a scalp so you have this little half a scalp tattoo or sorry half you have a half sleeve tattoo that lets you do this shit you still have so much other surface area for you to do other things you could build a character around this ability like come on can i yeah this isn't an enhancement this is a central character defining ability that that you could buy for 500 uh,
2: gold well it sounds like it i should be able to stack this with say
1: my you know sunblade my like magic longsword or whatever yeah Yep. If you this, I, if I was a fighter, if I was a straight fighter, I would take this. Then for a minute, every single one of my attacks can deal can hit thirty feet away and deal an extra one d six force damage when I hit. Go champion fighter. Okay, so that's going to be two d six. If I roll a nineteen or a twenty on five attacks, sure. Oh wait, no, I accent surge. Like, come on, guys. Like this, this is ridiculous. For one I, minute I, I do wanna, as a bonus I do action to though, activate. I
0: I do want to say if I was going to take this I would have the tattoo on my crotch so that tendril comes out and I'm just standing there grinning at people while I'm whipping everyone 30 <laughs> feet away a school of uh, Valor or sorry college of Valor Bard
1: yeah college of a, a glamour Bard <laughs> if a glamour Bard's doing this he's just swinging around freaking fireworks and stuff are going off it's great
0: yeah, somebody get me a college of lore Bard he needs to write this down just hitting absolute mega high notes as well when you do <laughs> yeah all right do we have anything else on this one no yeah okay um next up is the blood fury tattoo this is my favorite name this was also the only legendary one so yeah keep that in mind too because it feels a little hefty but this is freaking legendary the tattoo evokes fury in its form and colors while the tattoo is on your skin you gain the following benefits your attack rolls score a crit on a d20 roll of 19 or 20. So already that's that alone is superpowered. You get, you get three things with it. Additionally, when you're when you score a critical hit against a creature, it takes an additional four d6 necrotic damage, and you gain a number of temporary hit points equal to the necrotic damage dealt. And then on top of that even, when a creature you can see damages you, you can use your reaction to make a melee attack against that creature with advantage on your attack roll. Oh my goodness,
2: this is, this is that, And that, that just,
0: that's all the time, that's the, the, you don't activate this, it doesn't last for a, a certain amount of time. Right. This is always. Now. This is the tattoo that I give to someone at level 18.
2: Right. Here's the thing though Adam as well is it doesn't state here is this does this include marsh uh, sorry uh, magical attacks cuz it just says your attack rolls score critical hit on d20 19 or 20
0: well when you when you cast let's say firebolt for example you are making an attack roll. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's ranged attack or a spell attack or a melee attack or an unarmed strike it doesn't matter. Um, it's any attack roll. Because, so not a geez. it won't work on saves, right? Because you're not rolling dice if they've got to beat a DC for avoiding a fireball there it is. Right. But, That's but
2: now I have a champion wizard here with this, you what I'm saying? Yes. So, yep. it's yes. hugely powerful, but you, you know, but it's wondrous item and it's legendary, so and it requires attunement, so I understand that. It kind of I can't say that it's overpowered in that sense. An additional 4d6, though.
0: Um, I feel like by the time that you get this, though, 4d6 is nothing. It's, it's a drop of water. Yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, what if I cast, you know, disintegrate or something like
2: that, and um, you know, it's...
1: And it and it's a 46 only when and you... It, oh, sorry. This is a dis-
2: yeah. dex, dex check anyway. But, you know, something like that. Um, where I roll the hit, and I get 47 46.
1: Isn't it a con? Or oh, whatever oh, it is, but it's not know. roll
2: to hit is what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. The part that really gets me is the fact that you can do a melee attack against a creature with advantage. Essentially every round. You know, if you're fighting some sort of mob or you're getting attacked no matter what. Or the numerous bad guys. Um, and, and what this means is, well... Is that you're much more likely to put your casters in harm's way when they're when they're. I, I'm stuck with this one. I don't want to say it, it's overpowered it, because it's a legendary item, but it's it's very powerful. But I do like, it. <laughs> I this,
1: like the, it. This is going to be one of the most powerful legendary items at the table. Like you compare this to the Sun Sword, and it is you would compare yeah, this to Black Razor. I feel right? like you like, should be able to take the,
2: it. Is more powerful two out of three of those bullet points, and it's okay. But the three of them, it seems a bit much.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's also another one of those ones with, like, ambiguity. Like, if a creature you can see damages you, you can make a melee attack against yes. that creature. Right? Yeah. So, if that creature is 30 feet away from you...
0: Oh, 150 feet away, and they rolled at disadvantage with the crossbow. Yeah. If damages you,
1: you can
2: use your to make a melee attack against it.
1: It, so like it I doesn't think make they it, imply that it's supposed to be next to you but they don't say that they just say you get to make a melee attack against that creature that you can see yeah
2: there's the no other, within range yeah but another rule the, the comes other, into play the like, other thing that you can't just oh, because you can see you can make a melee attack because the other rule will kick in that well you have to be within five feet typically to make the melee attack Um so it's like it, it just doesn't state the other rule which would come into play
1: but I see what you're saying
0: I don't know sure. this, this rules lawyers are going to fight you on that one Terry yeah yeah
1: um, this this gives you as a player a tattooed legendary uh legendary action. Yeah. Once a turn, if something's damaging, you get to take an attack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's, the other it's thing like, that's that's weird about this one to me is that it doesn't tell you what the tattoo itself is doing. Like I want it to swirl or or boil or turn red or something. Yeah. Right? Like it evokes fury right no no yeah
1: that's clear that's clear as mud no, only, it evokes fury only
0: that tattoo looks like fury in its form and colors but while the tattoo is being activated from this thing like there's nothing about it. okay fine sure so i get a giant i, I get the tomb of annihilation um like open mouth head on my chest and it's bright red and that's it it never does anything yeah no it's i
1: again this is way too powerful this is uh I like that it gives you the critical hit on a nineteen twenty. I like that it's. I, I. I. even like the when you score a crit, you get additional damage and heal. I like that too. That last ability needs to be redefined. Of all the abilities we've read so far, I like this one the most. It is still very
0: powerful. I look on the two. Yeah, it's almost side. like I would. I. I would say honestly, this is on your DM. If your DM allows you to have this nonsense. That's on them. Yeah. Because I, as a DM, would hand this out. This becomes available to you at level 18, when you already have your three attunement slots filled with another couple of items that you're always humming and hawing over. Now this comes on the table? Well, you need to put away that giant helmet with the peacock feather at the back of it that's been your defining thing for the last eight levels. You may have to give that up because you get this shit instead. I think a lot of people would not take this at high levels despite the fact that it is so damn powerful. And also, by the time that you're getting this, I mean, how many ridiculous melee fights are you getting in, um, or combats at level 18, 19, and 20? You're wrapping up your campaign. If if your DM gives this to you at level 11, that's your DM's fault, right? So, I don't have as much of a balance problem with this. The higher levels you get, the more you deserve crazy shit.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's gotta be very high level. I know it comes with with legendary anyway, but it's it's it, Adam's right in the sense that too early is not going to work, and it's not going to work for most of the party. Like, you know, I, I'm fairly fair with everybody, but you don't want your wizard showing up with this. But at the same time, if you're getting this at higher levels, okay, so you get you uh, you know you get crit on 19 or 20, totally cool. You're level 17, 18, I don't care anyways, the DM. Uh, extra 4d6 necrotic damage when you score your critical, totally fine. We're fighting the big bad at level 20, that's totally fine. And then even that point of where you can use your reaction to cause a melee attack, okay, do whatever you want, you know, as a martial class, you're probably going to do something similar with your reaction anyway. Where you can, as a wizard, okay, you're making a melee attack, you're going to score your d6, absolutely fine. So, I think it, it's just important that it's done at higher levels where it feels exciting for the players, but it's not crippling for the DM, where they're like, okay, go nuts. And it, but you,
0: yeah,
2: you, honestly, I don't know, am I right in saying probably. At least level 14 or higher, probably 15 or higher.
0: I would still go the the late levels, 18, 19, 20. Uh, Even tier 3 feels really early for this. It would be absolutely fine for the first two bullet points, the uh, increased crit range and the extra crit damage. Yeah, Sure, I'm fine with that. I'm thinking,
2: how do you not piss people off doing it too early with this item? Because I'm thinking, I've been a level 14 fighter. I'm, like, level 14 fighter, and I've been there with, you know, in our game with the level 14 uh, barbarian. And if he got this instead of me at level 14, I'd be like, fuck you. But if I got it instead of him, I'd yep. expect the same thing. But consequently, if the yep. if the, the necromancer got it instead of either of us, we'd both be like, fuck you. So it's like, you... you... No, no,
0: no, 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 no. See, I would give this to the necromancer. Be specifically because when they get the opportunity to do a melee attack against a creature, I mean, that is the most limp wristed slap. <laughs> that <they're gonna
2: laughs> that's a one. I give it to the necromancer just for the, the occasional time that they get to do this. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, do we have anything else to say? We're all pretty on the same page with this no. one. Should we, should we hit the... Uh, here's when
2: I get worried with these items. When I, when I initially read them and I get too excited as a player, that's when I know it's overpowered.
0: Yeah, when you've got half a stiffy, we know that we should probably put this away, right? Yeah. We And we did speak about whips earlier, Terry. So are you okay? Do you need a minute to breathe? <laughs>
2: I'm all right. So it's, it's when Dan started talking about manacles. That's when I got excited.
0: <laughs> How about womanacles? Fuck off. Move on. <laughs> manacles and tattoos. All right. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, the next one is the Illuminator's Tattoo. Uh, this one is common. So this is our first truly common one. Um, this tattoo contains beautiful calligraphy, images of writing implements, and the like. Well, I think this one was written by you, Dan, because it says "and the like." And the like. Uh, while this <laughs> tattoo is on your skin, you can write with your fingertip as if it were an ink pen that never runs out of ink. This is the shit I want from tattoos. <laughs> This is, yes. No, I, I, I completely agree. All right. As and a, also if it was written by me, if it was written by me, it would
1: say, and stuff this, like that.
2: Yeah. This, uh, even the first <laughs> paragraph just seems so weird after the blood fury tattoo that we just went through. And now it's what reading
0: All right. <laughs> a, as an action, you can touch a piece of writing up to one page in length and speak a creature's name. The writing becomes invisible to everyone other than you and the named creature for the next 24 hours. Either of you can dismiss the invisibility by touching the script with no action required. Once used, this action cannot be used again until the next dawn. I'm cool with that. That's that's easy. That's fun. And remember, it makes it invisible. So if you can see invisibility, you can still get past this. Okay, let right? me well, so make sure just... I got
2: this straight. You write a creature's name and it disappears.
0: Nope. Nope. No, no, no. As an action... You touch a piece of writing that's up to a page long, so you get like oh, a scroll. Yeah, right?
2: okay, I have it in front of me.
0: And then you speak the creature's name, and only you and that creature can see it. Right. Okay, I got it now. Because the ink becomes invisible for 24 hours. Okay, so uh, that th- this becomes really awkward when you're in a you know a town and the person you need to see this is like John Smith. <laughs> yeah, or when, when everyone in the in the lizard folk tribe has the same name. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> now, I know more. I, I I really like this one. Uh, but again, it's one of those ones that I think is. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping I'm, in front of Terry. It's one of those ones that the uh, two minutes. I was just gonna me. say it, it. It's and and Dan, I'm gonna quote you a lot, okay? Because I think it's the
2: specific, specific. Oh,
0: you know what I'm saying? Fuck! I can't handle two of you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: specificity. <laughs> Revenge, bitch! <laughs> specificity. Um, was correct. There's, okay, one page in length. All it says when you touch a piece of writing, up to one page in length, is this an entire wall? If there was an entire thing written on a wall, can I touch this? Is one page? Like, it, it, you know, and can I make this whole thing disappear because I don't want somebody to see it? Um, so there's a bit of ambiguity there. However, I like it. It's very fun. The problem is, this is a wondrous item. It's common, yes, but it requires attunement. Where it's very rare that I'm gonna use this ability. Maybe twice in the campaign is this gonna be a time where I go, huzzah! I get to do this now. It's it's not gonna come up too much, but because it requires a tumen,
0: it's something I need to plan ahead for. I can't be like, oh shit. I think this No, I, I think that this is perfect for a uh intrigue level campaign. If you're doing sword and sorcery, probably not. But this would be ideal for your Call of Cthulhu level shit. Right, right, 100%. Right? I think this is a lot of fun at, at low levels. Before you have a whole lot of things to use up your attunement slots, Yeah. I think this is about right. Yeah. I'm totally fine I with think, this. And I
2: agree with that And there. It's got to be lower levels, right? Because it's got to be that. This is the type of thing, you know, where somebody does it, like it's your cleric or your bard or whatever, and, and they'll be like, oh, well, I can do this. And uh, hurrah. And everybody goes, oh, weird. That's cool. You can do that. But if you get to level 16, 17, and they're like, you know, Hey, you know, we'd, we've we been playing for a year now, do that thing. Oh, I can't because I've got the item attuned, you know, where I touch the page and it disappears. Fuck you, we're trying to kill this, you know, lich. Do this thing, why are you still carrying that around? So I think it's it's one of those cool, it's like a gimmicky thing, which is good lower levels. I don't like the attunement because it means you're kind of waiting for that chance to happen. Or you're like, fuck this, I'm never going to use this, so I'm not going to attune to it. Um so I think it followed by the wayside. I think this is a I think this is an item that doesn't I
0: think the attunement is crippling it. Just get rid of that and you're much more likely to use it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't like the attunement on any of this stuff. But, you know, for what it is, the attunement cost is probably nothing yeah. at low levels when you would be using this. This goes. This is the same thing as the fucking spyglass on the item list. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everybody looks at it at low levels and goes, oh, that would be really useful for a couple of roleplay things and, and a neat couple of flavor things that I really like. But I don't have a thousand gold now. I'll wait to get it later. Yeah. And then when you have a thousand gold, you're like, no, nah, man, I got 16 fucking swords and we have the ability to scry. I'm not picking up a spyglass. Why would I need that shit? You're right. Right? Falls, is, is this is the, the same kind of thing. So, you know what? I'm fine with it because it's an interesting flavor option. Some people will use it. A little bit and then it will go by the wayside or when they've got a whole bunch of town time or they're strategizing at later levels and they've got you know the, to, to pass a message from their pirate ship into the town and it's got to be secret eh, yeah you attune to it you send the message and then you unattune. I would make this an it, ability right? like, that an
2: NPC or an ally has that is known by the players so when it comes up that they might go and use that NPC for it um but even yeah. but even then it's an, yeah, it's an in the moment thing right it's going to be like for me i know how i play you guys know i play very chaotically i'm going to be the type of player where it's like you know there's the secret message on the wall for everybody to read i'm going to be like fuck you i'm going to make sure only me and the wizard can read it so nobody can read it i don't have time to go back to the town to get the bartender to come do it so
0: yeah dan thoughts um
1: i i love this ability i hate the fact that it requires attunement for something so mundane um and so easy uh the only other thing that i would say about this is um this as an act like the and i'm going to kind of echo terry that the ambiguity in the one page in length i could write really fucking small right i yeah how, how much fits on one page honestly <laughs> like
0: as, as a dm let's say that you you bring that up you say look there's three pages of information i need to get out here i want to send pages 47 through 49 off to this person out of my journal but i only have one page to do it in what are you gonna let me do i'm gonna be like roll a sleight of hand check do you have calligraphers tools tell me how you're doing this there are mechanics set up to so that you can be better or worse yeah, at cramming yeah, that's, that fair in. Enough. that's fair so, enough so there you go. Honestly, I like this one. I think they should all be at about this level because people will will use their attunement slots that are sitting there empty for the first eight levels. They'll use it for shit like this. And then yeah. they will have More. to make a choice between mechanic or flavor later on. And I would say that a lot of people would stick with the flavor the way that they have it in their head. You know, a lot of people spend spend their time designing what color their jacket is of course they're going to get involved in in whether or not they have tattoos. Right? So I'm okay with this. The only other thing I'd want
1: to say before we move on is this item is on par with a cloak that billows when you want it to and armor that can gleam on command. Neither of those neither of those require attunement.
0: Right, but also neither of those can let you pass secret messages, right? And that that uh,
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: The other thing too about about the secret messages, you know, on one page or whatnot, can you apply that to a spell scroll? Because if you can, this becomes more useful. Why not? See, this is what Dan said. Dan Dan had it right when he said that about specificity and uh, ambiguity. It's, it's it's
2: not clear. I think you should be able to.
1: When 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 you are rolling up rules for a for a game like Dungeons and Dragons, you have to be clear because there are going to be people out there like me. Who will find out what you're not saying and abuse
0: it? Well, maybe you should stop abusing yourself and other people all the time, Dan, and just play the game the way it's meant to be played. What I've learned, <laughs> and this is
2: especially this is especially true to nerds, is people love correcting people, and if you get a,
0: um, if, actually,
2: I would hey, like shut to up, Dan, tone. fuck off. Alright, <laughs> next, now, if you get a group of, life well tattoo. If you get a group, it's of rare. Four, five, six, seven nerds in one room. You put them around a the table. They can't fucking wait to
1: correct each other. So this is the perfect thing where they can't wait really to correct you on. Um, but it, well, it 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 really depends, Terry. Do you have four, five, or six nerds? Each like, I mean, the 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 ratio of correctiveness in that in that scenario needs to be
0: Dan, clearly defined. Dan, I'm gonna reach through this fucking internet and throttle you. <laughs> Shut up. I've got, it's, it's fine. I'm I'm used to it. Right. I have
2: a, I have a Rottweiler and a French woman that disagree with everything I say all the time. Anyway, so it's totally fine. I'm used to this.
0: I've got, I've got, a, I've got a podcast where we tell them what our inbox is. I have enough arguments over rules all the time, regardless.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> What's next here, Adam?
0: The life well tattoo uh, is rare, um, and this tattoo comprises symbols of life and rebirth. While this tattoo is on your skin, you have resistance to necrotic damage. I hope, I hope that this symbol is a picture of a zombie giving birth. <laughs> that would be what I would want. That's. Gross. Yep. So here we go. Resistant to necrotic damage is another resistance. Okay. I feel like the resistance is popping up a couple of times throughout these tattoos, and I'm okay with that. I think it's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I like
1: the idea of res- uh, resistance. I'm reading ahead, but and I it know also.
2: I, but I already know where this is going.
0: Yep. Death Ward. When you would be reduced to zero hit points, you drop to one hit point instead. Once used, this benefit can't be used again until the next dawn. Terry.
2: Look, I'm gonna—I'll go away for twenty minutes while uh, Dan and Adam argue over this, and uh, while stacking it with the orc ability and with the other ability that allows you to do this that I forget. Um, death, death ward. There's there's a spell. There's a number of ways to do. Yes. This. Um, rare. Sure, I like it. I'm gonna tell you why I don't think it's overpowered. Um, I think rare is just the right amount of level for where you're. Uh, yeah. I think, Adam, I think it was you that said once, is you, is you die typically in d d in early levels and late levels. And uh, it's somewhere yeah. in the middle that you don't. Well, now we're talking late levels, right, where you're going to be looking for rare yeah. items, and I think that is the time when you're going to appreciate this, not dropping a zero hit points, but dropping a one hit point instead. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of multi-attacks and stuff, but there's going to be times where you staying alive is critical purely for the action economy, and me and you guys know me i very rarely think tactically i just dive into everything balls first and um, but this is the time where i would think okay well at least like yeah, what it. what's wrong with balls first <laughs> what's wrong with balls first Dan?
1: nothing just i i think i'm going to listen through all of our backlog of, of uh, uh podcasts just to cut out your little sentences that could just be Taken out of context. The, for so the reason terrible. you don't like it, like, I don't care what it is, but I dive into pretty much everything. Well, balls first. Trying to go it, it, Dan, if,
0: if Dan, if you're going to do that, first. I'm going to defend Terry on this. Dan, I'm going ball to make first. it.
2: You have to go the whatever's which one hangs the lowest. Which for me is the left one, I think. if I Remember rightly. Depends on what angle
0: that one, and then the other one. Anyway, Dan, <laughs> don't distract me. We're talking look, about the Life Well tattoo. Hey. Look, look, hold on. If Dan is going to do this to. Assassinate Terry's character. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find every time that Dan mispronounces a word. We're gonna even this. Shut up, Adam. All right. Okay.
2: Um. Because when he gets to later levels, when he gets to those critical moments, that that um that one hit point is going to be critical, right? That standing back up, whether it be for the action economy, whether it be for you to continue to be a target that takes an attack away from somebody else, and for it only being rare where you can't be like well fuck you i don't get enough for it being you know uh, like a legendary whatever um i like this one i i, I got no beef with the lifeblood tattoo
0: i agree with you 100 i think it's perfect and i would absolutely love to see this on a half orc zealot barbarian this guy's just going to keep popping up over and over and over again i think that rare is a little light it's a little early i think that this feels a little um uh, it feels like it could be very rare uh, but then because of the resistance to necrotic damage as well. But, yeah, you're not running it. Honestly, not a lot of stuff has necrotic damage in tier four. Tier three has a bunch, which is when you'd see this, but it's not going to be super useful in, in tier four. This is around the time when you're going to run into your um, your evil cult leaders that are actually throwing real necrotic spells at you and whatnot. So uh, th- this, this feels good at this level. I like it and the fact that you have to choose for its attunement seems balanced to yeah, me. Yeah, I
2: got no beef. I'd I feel like, I'd you like can... to see this on a goblin bard's butt cheek. This
0: tattoo. Okay. No. <laughs> Tell me a tattoo you wouldn't want to see on a goblin bard's butt cheek though, Fair Terry. one, But I like it. My name. <laughs> uh, Dan, I'm just gonna include that in a in a future game. You're gonna see your own name. <laughs> The tattoo, the the, um, the goblin pulls down his pants and you see Dan written across his ass cheek.
1: Oh. Uh, so uh, my opinion on this tattoo is it's the first one I have absolutely zero beef with. I love it. I was also, if you hadn't mentioned it, I was going to say a half-orc zealot barbarian <laughs> with this. Yeah is choice yeah this is the this is the like clown punching bag that just like <laughs> and he's back no for
2: this one i love the fact that all three of us don't have any beef with this because we usually as you know will argue for hours but this seems truly balanced other than adam i think you're right rare very rare you know you know whatever whichever way you want to go i'm cool with it either way uh, i like that one i think it's fair in all capacities
0: yep all right let's jump to the next one then because we're pushing 2 hours already guys. It, who would have thought this would be our longest fucking episode? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. All right, the Ghost Step Tattoo. This this is a rare one. The tattoo shifts and wavers on the skin. Parts of it appear to be blurred. The tattoo has 3 charges and it regains all expended charges daily at dawn. Oh man, let's not argue about charges, okay? Yeah. I know no, that it's a, that it's another another fucking resource yeah, to enough. manage, but but we've said that a million times. There's too many resources to manage already. Um, but here we go. As a bonus action, when the tattoo is on your skin, you can expect you can expend one of the tattoos charges to become incorporeal until the end of your next turn. For the duration of so for just that turn, you get the following benefits. You have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks. Okay, you're in corporeal, that tracks. You can't be grappled or restrained. You're in corporeal, that tracks. And you can move through creatures and solid objects as if they were difficult terrain. If you end your turn in a solid object, you take 1d10 force damage. If the effect ends while you are inside a solid object, you instead are shunted to the nearest unoccupied space, and you take 1d10 force damage for every 5 feet that you are shunted.
2: We're talking rare, right? Yeah, I. Uh, where does. Okay, so I'm thinking, let's go. I'm thinking back to the effects that the Lifewell tattoo has as a rare tattoo. For this, the Ghost that tattoo to be a rare tattoo, it seems too much. It seems too much. Now, I like the effects. I think they can be fair and I think it can be done right, but rare is not enough, you guys. To become to become incorporeal, as we say in the UK, to become incorporeal, um, I'll be able to do. Well. Oh, okay. Sorry, I can hear you. It's very distracting. Dan, actually, when you're laughing, it's very distracting.
0: Never laugh again. <laughs> S-
2: sorry to become to become incorporeal. To become incorporeal, uh, <laughs> bl- uh, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage from non-magical attacks can't be can't be grappled or restrained. Can move through creatures. That- so it's time to become a ghost, right? As a bonus action, and then until the end I- of your next turn. Seems so, much.
0: in theory, you can pop it at the beginning of your turn, yeah, right? You get... And then you get all of these effects for your first turn, or for the turn that you're in. And then at the end of your next turn, it stops, so you essentially can get this for two turns, yeah, it's, three times it's, a day. Uh,
2: this needs to be minimum very rare for me. Because I'm going to be popping this into the late levels. And we, As a bonus action? Like... You know, say if it, say, was an action where, you know, most people wouldn't do it during combat. You would maybe be like, oh, shit, you can hear the dragon stomping, and I'll maybe do it now, and it lasts for one minute. Okay, as a rare item, that's fine if it takes an action. But to just pop this whenever you want as a bonus action. And, oh, oh, the tattoo has three charges, so I can do this three times in a day. So essentially, if I'm fighting a big bad or I'm fighting, you know, the boss of the day, I'm doing it three times. Right, so I'm spending this entire combat in incorpora I'm trying to say it like you incorporeal with all of these benefits as a rare item, that seems too much to me.
0: I understand where you're coming from. Honestly, the fucking Gloomstalker and Horizon Walker, when a ranger yeah. is more powerful at this point than this than this tattoo, which is taking up one of your attunement slots, and you're getting it early tier three, and everything at this point is doing magical or elemental damage, right? Uh, this 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 feels okay to me. Feels okay. Right. So for two rounds, yeah, this this feels all right. You've given up an attunement for it. It's cost you a shit ton of money, and you can only do this for maximum two rounds if you remember to get this off early. Yeah. In in the first one, right? I don't know. I'm all right with this. I also like the idea that it you're not ignoring difficult terrain, right? So it's if anything, it can make you move in a straight line but it slows you down Yeah, you're still probably going to go around things most of the time. If anything if you stop in it, you are taking damage so there's no benefit for you to stop inside a creature and do damage to it only you're getting hurt here Yeah, I also like it because you can't be grappled or restrained for a couple rounds. Sure man, that's that's awesome. I love the Prison idea break. of there being a Kraken that grabs you and you just ghost step your way through it, right to get out of this. That makes a ton of flavor because you're just going to make that that save anyway, right? You're going to blow the Bard's inspiration dice they gave you and roll with advantage somehow and you're just going to get through it. Yeah. Right? That that grapple at tier 3 is not it's not killing you. This this is fine. Yeah. You you know, you're still taking full damage from magical attacks. I'm I'm okay with all this. Plus, it does say the word shunted in it. And I do like the word shunted. Speaking of shunts, Dan, what would you like to, to say? It's a
1: wow. it's a hard it's a hard C. It's a hard C, Adam. Yeah, yeah.
0: Shunt <laughs> Shunt.
1: <laughs> wow. Um I was going to agree with you <laughs> and say I have <laughs> no problem with this. But since you're being a really big, shh, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna stick <laughs> to your level, anyways. So I, I do like this. Uh, the, um, you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, sh- <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I like this. I mean, I had to look it up real quick. Uh, our last, our last tattoo gave us Death Ward, which is a fourth level spell. Um, and this is giving us basically etherealness light. Etherealness is a 7th level spell, um, but the other one's giving us resistance. This one, you're going corporeal. You're not technically ethereal. So, you know what? I like it. I, I have no problem with this one whatsoever.
0: Man, I can't believe I was agree right, with I three. had the beef and nobody else did on this. That's because you were sick and tired of watching the um, Horizon walker wander around the battlefield for a few sessions there yeah that's true but also
2: when i look at this i'm like oh like i'm thinking back to the games you know that i played with with you guys i'm like if i was titus or solomon with this ability i'd be all over this shit
0: yep no um yeah but but remember three times for 12 seconds maximum until the next dawn right so the only other i mean only other it is it is limited oh god Nothing the o- the
1: only other note that I have is this is the only one that we've seen so far that has charges. We weren't going to argue about charges. I want to see more charges. That's it. Uh,
0: I yes, I think the charges. I think the idea of this of scaling some of these as well is good. Um, but you know, there it is. Yeah. And of course, we all hate attunement. I think that if you pull the attunement off of it, then you should ramp up the the rarity. by one level minimum for each one of these, right? So, I mean, there's some consistent thoughts here all the way through it, but let's jump on to the Masquerade Tattoo. This tattoo is common, and it appears on your skin as whatever you desire. As a bonus action, you can shape the tattoo into any color or pattern and move it to any area of your skin. (laughs) Whatever form it takes, it is always... Mine's just going to say Dan. (laughs) <laughs> and, and it, just, uh, it, it is always no, it's, it's, obviously a tattoo okay,
1: real quick real quick this is the mole from Robin Hood men in tights on uh, Prince yes. uh, Prince whatever his face is name, like his face that just pops up and moves throughout the entire movie I love
0: this Prince, Prince John is in Robin Hood Prince, yes, John, Prince John is what I almost said Prince it.
1: Edward and I was like what the fuck that's not right
0: no Russell Crowe did that right though okay uh, keep going Hold on, hold on, there's more to it. It can rage in size from no smaller than a copper piece to an intricate work of art that covers all of your skin. It's always obviously a tattoo. And as an action, you can use the tattoo to cast the disguise self-spell. Once you cast it from the tattoo, you can't cast it from the tattoo again until the next dawn.
2: Okay. Um, Me first. It's a rare item. It requires attunement. It's common. It's common. common. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at ghost tattoo because it's across the page directly. It's common.
0: Um... And how many times a day can I do this? Sorry, Adam. I'm just looking real quick. Once. Once. Once for the Disguise Self. You can use an action to move it wherever you want. Sorry, a bonus action. To move it wherever you want and have it grow or shrink or whatever. As a bonus action, as many times as you want. But you can cast Disguise Self from it Once, until the next dawn.
2: It's the attunement side I don't
0: like. Do
2: I want attunement to cast Disguise Self once? Disguise Self is a very useful spell, but only in certain circumstances.
0: And it's... uh, It's so... It's so conditional. But, remember though, it's tier 1. How many items require attunement at tier 1?
2: Okay. Yes. Early levels, yes. This is very good um, because it makes you think of the game a different way. Because if you're attuning to this item, because everybody likes to use their items, apart from Dan, that likes to hoard them and never use them ever, and just make sure that nobody else gets them. Is that Motherfucker!
1: Correct, what? No, I use my <laughs> items. Oh, I thought. No, I you said, no, do. I, I, I still hoard. Right.
0: I still hoard them, but I use them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
0: Dude, look, it's clear that Dan is a hoarding shut. <laughs> Anyways, continue. It's a min-maxing hoarding hunt. Um, uh, it, because it, it, it makes
2: your players think along this line, right? So, okay, okay, disguise up. I'm thinking create, creatively here. However, it is a throwaway item for me in the, the sense that as soon as something more attractive comes along, I'm getting rid of this thing immediately. This tattoo is getting removed. Um, because, yeah, for the first few levels. But it, also because it, it only has, it doesn't have three bullet points, it just has this one area. You can cast disguise so. You now have a character that is constantly trying to find a reason to cast disguise self because they've attuned to this item. So it cast, so it causes creativity, but it also causes uh, a limited behavior in that I would just constantly be trying to find a reason to do this.
0: Look, I'm all for this if I'm in an urban setting or I'm playing an evil campaign. The ability to disguise yes. self while I murder someone in a back alley is great. Also, oh, the man had a giant lightning tattoo across his face. Ha ha ha. Did he? Right? Like, yes, absolutely. Uh, this helps me get away with shit. Right? right? That's why I like it. I like it at early levels, because at later levels, I'm just going to get Dimension Door and, you know, yeah. 100%.
2: acid. 100%. And, and, and I like, will
0: just remove evidence. At
2: early levels, when you're like, yeah, urban campaign is going to be better. when it's You know, the blacksmith is going, oh, it was the guy with the lightning tattoo on his face. But, I mean, you get to later levels and, and the, uh, the the lich is just going, Oh, the beholder is just going, I know it's you, Dick. Like you moved your tattoo, I'm not stupid. Like, you know, it's um it's it's in early tier, early levels, but I think it has its charm and it's fun, I guess. It doesn't excite me, I think, is what I'm trying to get to. That's good. Remember if it excites you it's bad? That's right. So they tell me, however, I keep going back to confession <laughs> every week.
1: Dan <laughs> Yucky. Dan, what do you got? I I hate it. <laughs> um uh, well yes but also masquerade (laughs) tattoo uh the the disguise self it's like the spell does less than this passive ability does like i i the the things you could do with a tattoo i mentioned earlier you could like you have tattoo makeup guess what you could do that with this too So now not only are, not it's not just like the dude with the tattoo of a lightning bolt on his face. It's the, um, you can mess with like the shading of your face and bone structure on your face based off makeup and whatnot. And look like a completely different person with the passive ability that takes a bonus action. So it takes less time than uh, the disguise self to do. It, it It's bonkers. And it's a common item. Again, this is on par with the cloak that makes it, that, that billows. And uh, the the wand of the war mage, which gives you plus one to attack. Can I also
2: add in down there, just right. based on what you're saying, is that, because I'm always thinking about the, this kind of table politics, because this is a, um, a common item, right? Yeah, it's common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is taken away, so we're thinking early levels. You know, when the rogue is mega excited about their disguise kit or something, God, ah, you know, it's level, we're level four. I can, oh, I can do this. And then whoever just goes, well, I've got this. And it, yeah, it takes right? away from that. You know, we say, well, it ends up getting to the point that nobody's looking in the Dungeoneer's pack. Everybody's fucking off the herbalism kit because these people are just doing this and that. It takes away from that in a way, right? Those early levels, when you have those abilities or those kits that you're excited about. It just I, becomes I, redundant when someone's just doing lightning face tattoo.
1: I look at my uh, charlatan background traits, yes. my level 6 assassin ability, and this is better than those. And yeah, it's a common magic item. You're
2: going in, you're going to do the, yeah, uh, the, but... the secret agent mission inside the ball or whatever, the masquerade. And it's like you're
0: all excited about using your disguise kit and it just gets shot down. I don't know what you guys want from this stuff You always complain when you, when you don't get enough Magic items and here's one Which is just this kind of little like Passive nothing, yeah, for a handful of levels You don't have to Multi-class into Picking up Assassin or Or you can choose this this thing That's even better than the Charlton background So you get to take Urchin or Outlander Or whatnot, right? And this will get you through the first Tier and a half or maybe even two tiers of play Right? And you're both bitching about it
2: <laughs> Well I'm trying like, to I'm trying.
0: This is d anD D podcast, Adam. I'm trying to be, uh, you know, argumentative and stuff. I don't want to just agree with everything. <laughs> well, look, I, look. I gotta say, I like this for flavor. It adds to role play. There's no huge mechanical boon yep. that you get for combat, which is the biggest of the three. Uh, pillars of D D, right? So I mean, you're not really imbalancing the what some people would say is the most important part of the game. So uh, you know what? And as a, as common as it is, it's going to go away. Yeah, Dan, you're right. Like considering that this thing takes an attunement slot. Sure, but it goes away because it's not going to be fucking important later exactly, when you can, discuss, yeah. Yeah, or when you, you can cast right. Disguise Self seven times, right? So, who gives a shit? You're right. I'm, this like is should, one of these tattoos that gets you this far. I feel like we should add this disclaimer
2: that I'm very appreciative of everything the Wizards of the Coast does, and I love this game, and I know our critique it.
1: <laughs> like, we've already it's, established they're not listening, Terry. <laughs> it's my job. It's my job on the podcast.
2: Because you think these, these people go and they put everything into their lives and finally we might have created something that everybody likes and then the internet us gets a hold of it and goes, No, it's shit. It should have been very rare. Not rare. But you know, I'm appreciative of everything you're trying, and I know this is in playtesting, um, uh, but it's wrong and fucking fix it. Or I'm
1: playing Call of Duty. Uh, all right okay Okay, so as much as i hate the masquerade Uh, tattoo it's not like the barrier one the barrier one's hot shit get rid of the barrier one entirely it's bad (laughs) this one tweak it and i could see it working yeah the barrier one tattoo is is a steaming pile you you
0: know (laughs) yes you know i think that the barrier one exists because i sat down and they said well what can we do with skin and someone said well you know a lot of monsters have natural armor can we not do something with that and that's where we landed with the barrier tattoo right Right. I think from a design standpoint, they just didn't know what else to fucking do with yeah. it. Right. know what? The barrier,
1: it kind of feels like they had a deadline of a UA for magic tattoos that had to come out and they ran out of fucking ideas. So they're like, I don't know, fucking unarmored defense, but better. There's no like, deadline for UA.
2: <laughs> I, th- I feel like UA is just a bunch of interns that they lock into a room and they're desperately trying to come up with something, otherwise, they're going to get sent home so i don't think there's any deadline for this
1: well well whoever wrote the barrier one should get sent home he should try to find a different <laughs> field of, of work because that's like, just what hot we, garbage it's like
2: a it's like a group project in universe. oh we've got this idea what is it it's the barrier tattoo what does it do <laughs> get the fuck out you gone
1: yeah anyways so what what do we have next we still got two more to do
0: yeah, I'm 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 going to shunt the conversation over in that direction. Um, we've got the spell rot tattoo next, um, and it's rot as in uh, you have uh, written, not rot like something is rotten. So um, spell rot. This one is uh, the rarity varies again. So this one scales. Um, this tattoo is also the only one. Pay attention to this. There's no alignment. This tattoo contains a single spell of up to 5th level. It's wrought on your skin by a magical needle. To use this tattoo, you have to hold the needle against your skin, so this all sounds a whole lot like the attunement, right? Where you want uh, to appear and speak the command word. The needle turns into the ink that becomes the tattoo, which appears on your skin. Once the tattoo is on your skin, you can cast its spell, requiring no material components. The tattoo glows faintly while you cast the spell and for the spell's duration. Once once the spell ends, the tattoo vanishes from your skin. There's nothing about the needle coming back. The level of the spell in the tattoo determines the spell's saving throw DC, attack bonus, spellcasting ability modifier, and the tattoo's rarity, as shown in the table. Cantrips and first-level spells are common. Um... Second and third level spells are uncommon, and fourth and fifth are considered rare. It doesn't go above that. Your spellcasting modifier is three, four, or five. Your save DC is uh, spell save DC is thirteen for cantrips, first and second. Fifteen for third and fourth level spells, and seventeen for fifth. And the attack bonus is plus five for cantrip, first and second. Plus seven for third and fourth, and plus nine for 5th, which is about standard for spellcasters. The spell save DC and the attack bonus really feel standard for where they're leveling and getting access to these spells at the beginning. However, however, hold on, remember that if you're a 19th level spellcaster and you get a couple of cantrips tattooed on you, their spell save is significantly lower than what you're doing. Right, so is their attack bonus. So there we are. Right. So it is it's tied to the mechanics are tied to the tattoo. They're not tied to your spellcasting ability. That also means that anybody can get these, including martial classes, rogues and fighters. So, Terry, how do you feel? Yeah, you you were you were cutting out a
2: little bit there, Adam, but I do have it in front of me. I'm just reading it quickly. So essentially I can store a spell and then use the spell without the material component. Is that essentially it?
0: You also are not using a spell slot. So when we take away components,
2: I start to think about those big spells that require like diamonds and stuff, right? So I'm thinking of like revivify and stuff. So um, the, these are the types of spells that me like, strategically would be storing within my skin is, mm-hmm. is those sorts of spells. But those spells... They have those material components because those material components are important. Because they shouldn't be easy to get. Um, And so this essentially... It's yeah, it says rarity varies. And I guess, you know, spell level up to fifth level is when it starts getting rare. I mean, what level is Revivify? Does anybody know?
0: Third.
2: Third, right? So
0: it's treating Revivify as uncommon. Um... Which, I mean, it is. You're able to cast it at level 5, right? You get it at the end of tier 1.
2: Um, and then once you cast it, the the, the tattoo disappears. Like, it's basically one and done.
0: Yeah. Um, And you don't get the needle back. You can't do it again. It's gone. Do you know what? The one and done
2: part means I like it. Because it means you're going to it, it means you're going to put a spell in there that you're probably planning like worst case scenario, but you can't go crazy. Like you can't put wish in there. You know, you can only go to fifth yep. level. So I've got no beef in that. It, it's capped out fifth level. Okay. You take away the material component, but that's okay because it's essentially you're putting your Hail Mary spell in there anyway. You can only do it once. um, and then, And then it scales the rarity on it. You know what, i got no problem with this, uh, because you can do something very, very powerful. Not game-breaking powerful, but powerful like a big wow factor. You can do your hero moment, but then it's done. So I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm totally fine with this. Because the spells themselves are so radically different in their effectiveness, based upon their level, not all third-level spells are created equally, and neither are cantrips. Nobody is going to get mending fucking tattooed on their skin, right? So there's going to be some things, you're going to see a lot of fireballs and revivifies and counter spells, right? You're going to see your dispel magic or your detect good and evil or whatever it is, right? You're going to see these consistently. Um, there are others that are going to be purify water and 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 drink or food and water or whatever it is. Uh, no one's doing that. Nobody's doing that. So what? So so you're going to see some specific ones Um, fly maybe occasionally and then it all depends on uh, you're right we're replacing spell components you're also not taking up a spell slot and it's not taking an attunement this is how the whole fucking thing should have been designed yep i don't have i don't have an issue with this i have at all i uh, sorry my, my last thing is i like the idea that the rarity scales the spellcasting ability modifier scales, the save DC scales, the attack bonus scales. I like all of it. There's nothing here that really bugs me. What do you got, Dan? This is
1: about as fair as they could have got it, right, for me. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm kind of with you guys. I have absolutely zero problem with this. Um, uh, Especially considering that there is no limitation of which school of magic you can put into these uh, spots. Um, So, I mean, yeah, use use self-buff spells with this right like you use use spells that don't require an att- ability modifier save dc or attack bonus like don't use offensive spells here use defensive use uh, contingency spells not the spell contingency but like contingency spells um in these spots, and you're golden. I, I love the fact that you can have multiple. This of is your mage armor, ones, your shield,
0: right? your enlarge, reduce. Yeah, it's your enlarge, kind of reduce, right? your
1: divine favor, your haste, right? That's where these belong. Your dim door. Your. Really craft. Yeah, all of these. These are perfect for this, right? So, I mean, I, I don't understand why you would. Look, guys, a flower. There goes that investment. <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I have no problem with this. This feels like the one that they wrote first. and Okay, here's the one we're going to base everything around. Now go. And then did a lot of acid and wrote down what their trips were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's that one and done thing that I like the best. Because it's like, okay, you had your moment. And
2: it's the whole idea of like DMs, you know, congratulate new players and don't be adversarial. So it's like, okay, you had your big moment. Now it's done. You know, let's get rid of that instead of, fuck, are you going to do this tomorrow?
0: Because I didn't prep for this shit. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the last one, the Shadowfell brand tattoo. This one is very rare and it is dark in color and abstract. While it's on your skin, you have advantage on stealth checks. <sighs> so that just oh, always. Okay, sure, fine. Whatever. Fuck. Um l- listen, you your last character had fucking advantage on everything that you ever played. I don't know why you're pissed off about this. <laughs> just, this is just the Edge Lord of Edge Lord tattoos.
1: Yeah, this is how the rogues well, got
2: 41 on still.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm cool with it. If you, people are going to min-max, you let them, and then you just rip on them when they're on a podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, it also has shadowy defense. When you take damage, you can use your reaction to become shadowy and insubstantial for a moment. How do you pronounce insubstantial, Terry? Sorry?
2: Oh, oh insubstantial.
0: Oh, okay, thank you. Um, and it is reduces the damage you take by half, so you essentially get resistance to everything. One, uh, once, right? You can re- use this reaction, um, once and can't be used again until dawn. So there it is. So you essentially get advantage on stealth, and every once in a while you can half damage, once a day, for a very rare. Um. Oh. Terry, how do you feel? It's very rare,
2: and it's. Do you know what I have in mind what sparked my like uh, creativity here was this would be like a gift that do you remember it was months ago and now I was like oh guys wouldn't it be good if we had like a big bad that was a rogue I remember Adam you saying like it's uh, it's a good idea but it'll just piss people off when you're like coming up through trapdoors and blah 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 and and I was like but this yeah. seems like a like some sort of gift that maybe some high level rogue or warlock might give you where it's it's going to be good to everybody who's not a rogue like a rogue's gonna be like okay thanks chief this just sounds like a turn to me um uh, but anyone else is going to find this very valuable um, yeah. particularly
0: and the paladin of fighter are going to love this right from from
2: from playing a fighter and my fighter was my favorite character that i had i would have absolutely loved this um and we kind of forget, you know, you kind of think of all the classes and stuff. You kind of assume that you're going to have a rogue in the party. But always, not always, right? Um, so I think this is hugely valuable. I think very rare is fair under the right circumstances. We know ultimately these things are up to the DM, right? The wherever this comes into play. Like, are you going to bring this, this uh, tattoo or item or idea out if you have a rogue anyway? Well, maybe not because they're going to just feel like it's not worth it. But if you don't this is probably something really good to bring out, that I think the team will really appreciate. And uh, like with regards to power and things, I I don't know. I don't have any beef with it. I think it's well balanced. And I think you just have to choose your party correctly.
0: Yeah, honestly, I'm totally fine with all of this, except I would give it three charges for that second ability for that shadowy defense. It's very rare. It seems pretty underpowered considering what crazy shit the rare stuff was doing. Yeah, you're right. Actually, so, did you be right. If it was rare, so just like give this, it just give it 3. Just okay. give it 3 opportunities to to do that and there you go. I'm fine with it. Or scale it down to rare. And then it feels balanced to me.
1: Yeah. I agree. No, I'm 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 with you. I mean, the ability to turn into of Ant tantial, um is is great. So I'm <laughs> I'm giving it a couple charges to be 3 times a day.
0: Yeah, especially because it's very rare. You're getting this far later uh, in your adventuring career and your attunement is probably pretty precious to you at that point. So I would make this a little bit more attractive.
2: Yeah,
0: I like it. And
2: you're you're reducing the damage by half, so it's perfectly fine to me.
0: Yep, I have no problems with this. Alright guys, do we have anything else we want to say about magical tattoos? Okay, overall, first of all, Terry, how much do you like this? On a scale of 1 to 10, did this UA... Tickle your balls first mentality in in <laughs> playing. I love the way you
2: and it. You know when you think you know what somebody's gonna say, and I'm like nodding along in my apartment. I'm like, did it tickle my balls first? Yes, it did, Adam. And I'll tell you for why. Um, <laughs> for why, Terry? For why? <laughs> because I think this opens a whole new chapter in the game, right? It's like it's not just about these magic items, which are tattoos. They're just you know magic items it's it's how creative can we get in the game now everything means something when you meet that band of barbarians that have those you know stereotypical norse tattoos they mean something now those those japanese style, those maori tattoos or Samoan tattoos or white girl tattoos whatever we joke about it's 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 something new to explore and uh i think it opens it up and as long as you, it's like any other magic item as long as you balance it correctly as long as at your session zero, you're laying out the rules, what everything means, you're 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 laying out what you're gonna do at your DM's discretion. Not giving away the cards per se, but saying, I may do this, I think if we do this we'll do it this way. Um, it just makes the game more interesting. I don't see any downside to this, as long as we're being fair, same as the rest of the game.
0: Do you have a scale of one to ten? Do you like this edition? Uh, the tattoos where where would you 10
2: uh, yeah, where I, I'm, I'm going to say 10 because if if I say if I say 9 I'm lying because I don't have anything I'm concerned about or I'd rather I don't have it, anything I think is negative I think this is only positive as long as you're being fair but that's the same for the rest of the game
0: honestly for me um I'm I'm going to say that I would rank this this addition to UA uh this sits at a 7 to me I think that a lot of it, it would rank as a nine if the attunement wasn't there.
2: Mm.
0: And uh, and I think that there are wrinkles that need to be ironed out. There are some that are really good, some that are really bad. It's weird to me that I they didn't just base this shit around spells, right? Like, this wasn't just instead of a material component. You can do this kind of thing and it needs to be this big. cast this level of spell i don't know why they went weird with ghost step and and fucking um, all all the other weird ones that they got although i like that they've done it it's just strange that they didn't stick with the magic mechanic they already have there Mm -hmm. right if they want to add a whole bunch of new stuff just make new spells and and release them Right? So that you can attack people 30 feet away or whatever it is. Right? So, I don't know. I like, or magic items that are actual items. This one's a necklace that lets you do this. Right? Or a shield that lets you do it. Whatever it is. Um, I think that for what they've done, it's good. I'd like to see them really hammer out the details and stop using the fucking attunement slots up. If, if you're going to do that, then make it actually be consistent because it's inconsistent. Dan, what are your final thoughts?
1: Um I really like the uh subsystems they brought in with these. Um I really like the shadow uh, sorry the spell rot tattoo. Um I think it's the strongest of the bunch. I I I liked several of these um but at the same time some of them are real stinkers. Uh I think I would use them as me, uh, if I was, if I was to DM with these magic tattoos, which on a scale of one to 10, 10, I have magic tattoos in all my games and have for years. Um, th- this, this doesn't necessarily add anything new, but, um, it's good to see that they're thinking about adding an actual system in, but, uh, in my opinion, they need charges. They don't re- they shouldn't require attunement, um, But if you have enough of them and they require attunement and you could just stack them all under one attunement slot, I'm on board with it. I want to use that for other items. That's where I'm at. So um, I, I like this as a system. I like it as a thing to inject into my game. I would definitely do it different than they laid it out here, but not very much
0: All right. Well, that brings us to an end on this special mailbag episode. Thank you to at Gelfwings and congratulations again on winning our giveaway. Um, If you have any other questions, anybody, you can reach us at uh, info at itsamimic.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, most of the social media uh, and uh, dozens of other podcast apps. We also have our website, www.itsamimic.com. Thanks for listening to the It's a Mimic podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for future giveaways and other opportunities for us to ramble for two and a half hours about your crazy ideas.
2: You've reached the end
1: of another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. Connect with us at itsamimic.com. Don't forget to subscribe and hit those share buttons. Thanks for listening and see you next week.
2: Okay, bye!